Alright, what's up everybody and welcome to Video Game Purists. This will be VGP episode 156. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, coming in a little edgy tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, joining me as always, East Coast, Mr. Trees. How's it going, sir? Um, I don't know, Fred. <laughs> How's that for an edge? Can you say Current that? state unknown. Beats me. You're alive. I here. can vouch for that one. I'm here. I'm the supposed to be here. The cops ask me. You know, you checked in with me. I'm, I know I'm in the right place. Right. Yeah. But, so, uh, so just in know, case, but people, otherwise than that, just in case people don't know this, this is something I highly recommend if you ever do a podcast. Touch base with your co-hosts, like, <laughs> like the morning of. If you can, like it might yeah, seem we, annoying at first, but it's just good to know where each person stands. It also, I don't know, some of us are getting older in age. It helps jog yeah. the memory that we've got a show. Oh, like I'm if not, Trees yeah. doesn't hear from me by like 3 p.m. on a Sunday, he's like, hey, <laughs> tonight? Yeah. like, hmm, I think something's going on. <laughs> so, you know. So Trees checked in yeah. this morning and he verified, might have been closer mm-hmm. to the afternoon, but anyway, he verified that he was going to be here tonight. That's right. So, and I am here happy. Uh, we are recording this on Mother's Day. We are, yes. So, so uh, me and Fred are not mothers, uh, regardless of what Twitter tells you, <laughs> we're, we're fathers. Yes. And so, but happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there listening, because I know one of our key demographics is uh, middle aged housewives. Yeah, oh, yeah. They just have this oh, cranking yeah. in their kitchen uh-huh. as they're doing the dishes. Listen to me sounding like a guy from the fucking 70s. You know, as they're doing the dishes, looking out the window at the birds, daydreaming about working in a better life. Um, yeah, happy Mother's Day, you know? Yes, definitely. Happy Mother's Day. Your wife and uh, everybody mm-hmm. else listening. It's uh, mother and wives and all that good shit. Yes. Hope it went smooth. Uh, very much so. For me, it very much did. Um, I had good. to go visit multiple moms today. My wife had to work today. Um, mm-hmm. which she hasn't worked a lot recently, so I will uh, get into into that uh, circumstance shortly. Um, but uh, okay, let's see here. I'm wondering if it'll tell me age. Actually, trees. I am happy mm-hmm. to announce that according to Spotify, they know for a fact the gender of 85 percent of our audience. Okay. And 16.1% are female. Really? And I have no idea how many of those are moms. But whether you're a mom or not, we are... I, I think I can safely say this, Trees. You and I don't take a personal or incentivized stance whatsoever on whether or not you're a mom, if you want to have kids, etc. I do genuinely believe that everyone in this world cares for someone... And so that makes you, especially if you're female, as close to a mom as I think we can get. So to everyone who cares for everyone else, especially the moms, cheers. If you're not a mom, it is what it is. No one cares. Negatively, sorry, in the negative sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I botched that. I botched that. Anyway, moving on. Um, So yes, happy Mother's Day. I went and visited both of my mothers, my mom and my mother-in-law. I do not have a stepmother. My father never remarried because he mm-hmm. knows He's himself smart. well enough. Yeah. <laughs> he has dated He's plenty smart. of women. He, 
but he, he has values never... ha- he he values happiness, self happiness. <laughs> he just likes that they have two houses. Um, mm-hmm. And to be fair, if I ever were to get divorced, I told my wife this. I was like, I don't mean this rudely. Hopefully, we never will mm-hmm. get divorced. But if we did. I'm never going to remarry. Like, I'm mm. not going to hermit up. I'm not going to take thought, it personally. And I don't care if she does. Like, I, I just, I know I'm good. I thought you were going to say, say la vie. And if we did, <laughs> say la vie. I thought you were going to go bold on that one. <laughs> no. Just, <laughs> so no. be it. Just throw the gauntlet down with a. No, no, not no, at all. No? I, you know, I, I really think, so I actually, Trees, uh, funny you mm-hmm. mentioned that. Um I shared something on Twitter this week that had nothing to do with video games, which is extremely rare for me. Um, And it was this girl on Spotify. Uh, She was really cute. She had a nose ring and everything. It doesn't matter what she looks like. Anyway, um, she was younger, and she basically broke down all of dating's major problems that I've ever heard my friends and family complain about for the last, like, 25 years Mm -hmm. in, like, two minutes. She nails that fucking thing. And if you... I'm sorry to say this, but if you listen to her video and you got really pissed, you are exactly who she's talking about. <laughs> because, yeah, it just, yeah, it breaks it breaks down the whole thing. Um, and so I tell people often, my wife and I are not scared to get divorced because uh-huh. we know it's always an option, right? Every moment of every day you're in a marriage or a relationship, mm-hmm. the person could just wake up one morning look over at you and be like, I don't want to be with you ever again. I don't want to be with you now. I don't want to be with you. I'm just, it's over. And if you're not prepared to deal with that, you need to be able to be prepared to deal with that. And you don't fear it. Like I I have zero fear about it. I'm going to tell you right now. I have zero fear. Um, I'm not saying I can't be surprised, but like, I'll make it work. Like it sucks. I'll try to prevent it. Right. I'll fight back. I'll put up the good fight. But at the end of the day, if someone doesn't want to be with you, they don't want to be with you. That is what it is. Like, and often you're not consulted on the circumstance. <laughs> um, my dad sure wasn't. <clears throat> he was an asshole, but he sure wasn't consulted anyway. Um, and so that's where I say. But anyway, yeah, she broke it down pretty well. So I liked it. Um, because she also gives you perspective. It wasn't like tearing people down. She was just like, this is how it is. Like, if someone does this, you can either leave them or deal with this. Anyway, I digress. <clears throat> so, trees. Yes. I want to address an elephant in the room. Oh, no. Probably one you don't care about and most of our listeners don't care about, but I care about. So, because okay. I care about it, you have to deal with it. Um, yes. Which is, I did not release a show last week like I told you I would. And yeah, like I, I yes. but I copped to it, right? I did cop you to did. the audience. Um, yes. Not yes. that that yes. was like bold of me or anything, but I did admit it. Um, and the reason I did that was to prove because I know, and here's the thing, this is going to sound like a little bit of like, you know, me being, you know, positive towards you, but I think that's a good thing. But anyway, my point is, is that I know you put in the effort and even though it comes in <laughs> hot sometimes... You take the time to make content when I'm not going to be there. And normally I do the same and I didn't do it this time. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't have any excuses, um, but I will say, here's my mentality. So I've always wanted to do like retro stuff. And I I know people probably find this crazy, but I really overthink retro. And I'll tell you why. It's because 
first of all, I think podcasts are a little bit overdone. And I say that as a podcaster. And what okay. I mean by that is um, people just make podcasts about regurgitated shit. And mm. that's where I take issue. If you want to cover new shit that's never been talked about, fine. But if you want to be number 561 in the Relationship Advice Podcast or the video game pod, let's let's take it home. You want to do a video uh-huh. game podcast. If your first three retro episodes are about how Mario 2 is different in Japan than America, and then you want to do your Zelda love fest, and then you want to wrap it up with Metroid, you are in well-worn territory, right? You're like... You're like the girl who wanted attention at the sorority house. Like, everyone's been there, bro. It's fine. Like, you know, you're just not doing anything new. And so I don't want to do something like that. I want somebody to hear something that I'm actually contributing something semi-unique, at least, to that world. And personal. Sure. Sure. Actually, I think that's that's the key to it. Yes, it's important to... Yeah, actually, I... Not like you're reading off a stat sheet. It has to... Well, and without being self-deprecating, like, I think that's the only reason someone would want to listen to something you and I put out. Yeah. But I mean, in general, like, like, I think sometimes when I, you know, when people decide they want to, like, review something or do, like, retro stuff, Uh and then I'm going to have my own podcast, it gets very clinical sometimes. Oh, sure. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It is and a two-player the, game. It is a shooter. It is on the turbo yeah. graphics. Yes. <laughs> like I see a lot of YouTube like reviewers, you know, mm-hmm. when they review something. And to me, it it doesn't sound like that person played the game themselves. It sounds like oh, sure. they've read all the, the shit and they're reviewing it. And I'm just like, that's not the way to go, man. You need to sound you, you people need to know your personality, and then your personality sort of dictates the review. You know what I mean? So Right. Yeah, definitely don't play the numbers. Don't go like, oh, they're going to think I'm an idiot if I played Zelda 2 and I don't mention XYZ. And it's like, no, no, no. Actually, if you never mention that, you've just proven right. you didn't read internet discourse and therefore Listen, you played it. Proof, proof is in the pudding. The yeah. fact that people like how I talk about <laughs> games is mind-boggling to me. Oh, are you kidding I me? could not be... I could not be more like fucking like leaving shit out, not actually describing even what a game is. People love how I talk about games somehow. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I do the worst job of it. Oh, no, no. I'll nail why that is. You (laughs) appreciate a myriad of games that are largely, here's how I look at it, that are largely dismissed by the pundits out there. Pundits is my mm. new buzzword for like games media. And then on top of that, that when you cover something that everyone's touched, you give a perspective. You see things other people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. It's it's genuinely unique. And again, you do put you you nailed it. Like you put personal Like that's it. A good example of that was people still to this day talk to me about when we talked about arcade games. We did Gaming History 101. If people aren't aware of this, one of the biggest draws to early Gaming History 101 is that Trees is on there and he makes my normally boring fact sheet straight (laughs) off of Wikipedia, which I'm I'm not taking it personally, but you are right. Like early into Gaming History 101, actually early in it was all nostalgia, but then I got into this point 
where I got into all facts, right? I was I was way more mm-hmm. interested in being accurate. And then once Jam joined, we kind of got this delicate balance of like the hybrid of facts and personal experience. Right. Like right. the facts were kind of like a like a quick news ledger on the top and then we got into what really mattered. But like Trees, you talked about Street I remember you talking about Street Fighter 2, Mortal Kombat and something else in the arcades. I think it might have been Primal Rage of all things, but I can't remember I haven't listened to the episode in years, but yeah, like your perspective on it, everything from like the pieces of paper where people had fatalities to like you talking about the personalities that were like at your arcade or 7-Eleven front oh, end yeah, or whatever, yeah. like the professor and stuff like that. Like all oh, those parts are things you'll never hear in another Street Fighter 2 review, right? Like, and that's right. what that's what kills me. That's what made that gold. Mm-hmm. that's why you should so, go back and listen to those episodes like yeah yeah so that's why like that's like if you're gonna go back and do stuff like that you know what i mean it's like yeah it's important to have your own voice and not just fucking read off of a sheet of like you know bits and bites and ones and zeros of how a game is you know it right because anybody. people can extrapolate right. that already right an ai could no, tell that, you Knowing that you can go to Wikipedia and read that. Exactly. Like, yes. Like, yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and, and so go. to that end, I, I had this plan. And as always, it's too big for its britches. My plan was to make like a digital magazine. I've been wanting to do this forever because I really think that like I have wow. a genuine love for like, you know, we, we were just talking about this, like GamePro, EGM, things like that. Hmm. Um, diehard game fan. Like where it's just like this cavalcade of different topics. Because if you're not interested in one of the topics, you can just move on. And so that was the idea was to have little chapter notes and tackle a bunch of different subjects, which I have done and started to record. But as the time came closer, as I'll talk about, things took up my personal time and I didn't have time to record all of those. So while I still want to get something out like that for like maybe June... Like I, I needed more time. And so I was like, do I rush through it? Do I put out an unfinished product, this and that? And I was like, no, I just, I don't have something ready and I shouldn't just release something. So I didn't. So, and again, I, I will cop to me probably overthinking it. Um, you know, I had plenty of ideas like, oh, Zelda, you know, um, Tears of the Kingdom's coming out. I'm not going to get it. I, I, I'm not, you know, talking negative on it but like i've always been behind on zelda games i've scratched the surface of breath of the wild and i'm not there yet so like i'm not going to get tears of the kingdom but like i have played most of the zelda games over my life like what if i talked about like gaming history through time from the perspective of zelda and that could have been a cool conversation but like i never did it and so i was like okay and then i had like Again, I have ideas, but I need to put them together and see if they're any good. And so I won't lie. I have probably not for this recent week, but like over the course of my time with like since Gaming History 101, I've probably recorded 10 to 12 hours of random sketches or segments that I've never published because I just listened to them and I'm like, eh. I don't know if I'm contributing anything anyone wants to listen to. And I understand that some people are going to be like, well, why don't you just put it out and let us decide? And that's that's awesome to hear and that's kind to say. But 
at the risk of sounding, I don't know, either egotistical or pedantic, like I just, I'm not going to put something out there that I don't think contributes something unique and personalized. And I felt Mm -hmm. like a lot of what I had recorded in those segments was not. So it is what it is. Anyway, didn't get that out. Um, but before I drag this on too long, so let's talk about my week. I have okay had some crazy stuff go on, uh, literally crazy stuff. Um, and I can best sum it up in three pretty major events. So first one was we did go see on the Friday that our last episode came out. Uh, we went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Was it good? So I saw that opening Don't night. Don't spoil yes, it. It Don't was it. fantastic. I will not spoil anything that happens in it. However, I do want to give this precursor to those that haven't seen it yet. Yourself, I'm guessing, included? Have you seen I it yet? I haven't seen it. Okay. No, no. I love those movies, though, so... Okay, good. You will not be disappointed, but when you first start the movie, the first half an hour, I would say, you get the impression that James Gunn has lost his edge... And he's getting a little too close to the chest, emotional. I don't know how else to put it. Don't worry. He knows exactly what he's doing. I don't know if I completely agree with how he did it, but that was a fitting end to what I believe is just a trilogy. Although, stay for the after credit scenes and make your own decision. But by and large, I know this was planned to be just a trilogy. And if it ends up being just a trilogy or if it continues on, which I surely hope it mm-hmm. does, um, it was it was very fitting. It was a rock solid addition. Just talking about it now and thinking back on it, I like want to see it again. Like it was fantastic. Nice. Um, That's good. Yes. I love those movies. Yes. And my wife and I were going to go... Uh, with my daughter, we saw it with my daughter who loved it as well. My wife and I and daughter were going to go to, you know, do our usual routine of like going to the old Chicago, getting some maps, maybe getting some beers. You know, like I said, I'd, I'd sobered up. Um, and um, I will tell you, Trees, I am addicted to seltzers and not, I call them, you know, like leaded seltzers, but they're not leaded because they are um, alcoholic. I've gotten hooked to the the big one is bubbly bounce, but there are other versions of like these seltzers that have like 35 milligrams of caffeine. So they're a little buzz pop, like a little juice of energy. And um, since I, I read from the Mayo Clinic, you can have up to 400 milligrams of caffeine a day for a healthy adult. And I would be considered a healthy adult. Trust me. I went to my doctor. Um, the idea that I could have like 10 of these and there's no like uh-huh. sugar or anything in them. They don't dehydrate you like sodas. I don't have 10 a day for the record. By okay. and large, I usually have one to three. But the fact that I can have these and they're not a lot of caffeine like coffee is. What? Coffee has 100 milligrams of caffeine or close to it. So, What are they called again? Bubbly Bounce, but there are other versions. Oh, bubbly Bounce. Yeah. Hmm. They're caffeinated seltzers. Okay, caffeinated. I don't like seltzers. Yeah, they taste like shit. <laughs> I, I don't like the taste of. I've tried they to taste get into the like seltzers, shit. but <laughs> I'm forcing myself tough. to do it because it's healthier than diet 
her Coke Zero Cherry, which is my absolute dream. I still have the 12 pack of Coke Zero Cherry, but I have less than five a week. So, um, but yeah, so anyway, we were going to do that, but we didn't because we had sought medical treatment. So here's my big story of the week. Thursday, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Uh Uh-huh. It was a typical Thursday like any other. We started the day. Kid went to school. I went to work. My wife chilled at home because she only works two days a week, which I'm only ridiculously jealous about. Um, And she was like, let's watch a Star Wars movie. And I said, okay. So we decided to watch the despecialized edition of Empire Strikes Back. So... (laughs) Okay. I have the despecialized editions, which are <laughs> cool. Do you know what these are? I would imagine they're the originals, right? Well, they are, With but they but, you know fans stuff? are obsessed, right? So like they did a hybrid of like the uh, people have like 720p HD rips from like TiVo. <laughs> Wow. And they mix them with the Blu-ray and recut them into... I had to do this crazy thing where I had to like acquire my own TiVo 720p rip of the movie. There was this guy, Harmy, who did everything. And then you had to acquire your own Blu-ray copy. And you had to acquire one other copy for something. I don't remember if it was a Laserdisc version that had been upscaled or what. But you had to acquire like three sources. And then he had like a bunch of different audio sources. And then he had, which you already had if you had those three copies. And then he had like a app or something you would load this into and it would cut you the despecialized edition. And I did this for all three movies. I think there's even a 4K version of this, but I'll tell you what most of the internet does. And I'm not above it. I just couldn't find a link. Um, they just, somebody makes one version and they share it like crazy through the internet. There's even a 4K version nowadays, I'm sure, but I don't have it. Um, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, listeners. Um, but uh, <clears throat> anyway, we sat down to watch Empire. My daughter and wife were very amused at how interested I was because they didn't give a flying fuck about the fact that you could see through the snow speeders in Empire and that right. the Wampa scene, you know, was very different. They mm-hmm. thought it looked the same, but it's very different, man. You don't see him chomping on the tauntaun or nothing. Nope. You just see no, a blur all. and then an arm and then he's out. <laughs> he's out. But anyway, and so something our corgis did very frequently would be growl at each other. And corgis tend to do this over things they are protective of. This is especially true of food and stuff like that. If you look online, you'll see a bunch of corgi videos of like, Japanese people taking pictures of their corgis doing these little like growling and like chomping in the air at each other over food, even though they're across the room from each other and stuff like that. And so our dogs have demonstrated some of that. And we always thought it was really cute. Well, so on this night, they were both sitting on my wife's lap and they started doing that growling thing. And we were like, we do discourage it. So I was like, no, stop. And I put my hands on their heads. I don't know if that does anything, but it was just to be like, no, stop. And then they stopped. And then my wife heard something and she couldn't tell if it was the movie or the dog, but she thought she heard growling and she leaned into the dog and he reached up and I'm not going to lie. He snapped at her and split her lip right down the middle. Oh. Yeah. 
Cool. And we didn't know what had happened until she goes, oh, my God. And I said, are you okay? And she said, no, I'm not okay. And she pulled away and blood was shooting from her lip. Ah! And I was like, holy shit. So I grabbed her a towel. But when I hopped up, he snapped at me, too. Oh. And he took a chunk out of my finger. In fact, what? I'm told that I'm very lucky he didn't take my pinky off. Now, wait, because I missed it. So what What was he doing before all this? So what had happened chilling? was they were right next to each other and they were, we forced them. And it was my wife, but I don't want to be too hard on her. She didn't did. know, but she would force them to sit down and cuddle with her. One on the left, one on the right side. Right. Okay. And corgis are territorial and protective, especially males as they grow up. So we should point out these corgis, one's two, one's four. Sorry, one's two, one's five. One's two and a half, one's five. And they are mother, son. And they have lived together for over a year and a half. And in the last couple of months, we've noticed territoriality behavior, but we didn't identify it. Meaning it's been there. We just didn't appreciate it. And it was stuff Mm -hmm. like... When we would kennel them both up, they were in the same room and they would be kenneled next to each other and they would get into fights through the kennels. But because the kennels were there, we didn't think anything of it, right? They can't get to each other. They had a space of about six inches between them and they were just up against kennels. The same thing would happen at food time. The male corgi would parade around the kitchen growling and the female corgi would hide in the back room until we would call her out to eat. He wouldn't approach her while she was eating and while he was eating but it was still bad behavior. And then the other times would be over chew bones, like little raw hides. Right, right, right. And then um, we, there's some random times we can't tell what it's over. And then the biggest one was my wife. And so we were basically creating this situation without knowing it. Mm-hmm. Now that's right. not to completely discredit them, but once you realize that behavior is possible, you have a lot more respect for it. And so I'm kind of telling the story to say, and this is not true of just corgis, like any dogs. If you hear growling, if they're flashing their teeth or they're barking at each other, that is an immediate, first of all, get the fuck out of there. And uh, second of all, put an end to it. Stop it right. however you can. And if you don't know how to, you need to consult Alpha. professionals or well, but they see me as the alpha. The male corgi will su- submit to me at any time when I get a tone with him. That's why I was so surprised I got bit. Right, right. That's what yes. I'm saying, yeah. Yes. And I think he knows it. Because for the next week, whenever I would take a stern tone with him, he would piss himself. Hmm. So I think he was genuinely scared I would take it out on him. And Dogs, when he's seen that man. I haven't, he has stopped doing that. And again, we're working with people and stuff like that, like our vet and stuff like that. But anyway, so she was not doing good. Then I had a chunk taken out of me and I didn't think anything of it, but it didn't stop bleeding and I could see the inside of my finger. Like there's no way around it. So we counted them up real quick and we went to the ER, the local ER, which normally we wouldn't do. We would go to our form, my wife's current, my former hospital, but it's like 45 minutes away. So we went to the local hospital. And they're very good, like, but they're just, Mm -hmm. we get better benefits elsewhere. Uh, Actually, I think my insurance, because I'm out of state, like, it doesn't matter, but whatever. So we went there, we got looked at. um, My wife earned herself uh, six stitches on the left side. It was, so the good news is he didn't tear. So he didn't take away any flesh. What? 
No, scar- no scarring. They don't think don't so. Left they don't think so. Uh, it's too soon to tell, but they don't think so. Um, he didn't twist. He didn't tear. He didn't take a chunk out of anything. Um, although it looked like he took a chunk out of my finger, but I guess he just wedged things around with his tooth, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. Um, but uh, so anyway, she got six stitches on the left. I think it was eight or nine on the right. And yeah, you could literally part her lip basically from the bottom of her lip up to the nose. Yeah. And you could see the bone and nerves inside my finger. Um, and fat, like big white chunks of fat were oozing out. And I don't have a very fat pinky. Um, Disgusting. Did find out that corgis have the bite of dogs twice their size. And um, that was one thing they said. They were like, you know, you can tell there's some restraint here because the lines on my wife's lip were split pretty evenly. And she said, and he could have taken off your pinky, like easily removed it, like hands down. Mm-hmm. So there must have been some part of him that knew either not to bite down as hard as he could or that once he bit down, he realized it was a human. She goes, but read into that what you will. Like, um, you know, we're no dog whispers here. We're just reading what we see in the ER. So we spent Thursday night in the ER from 8 p.m. till midnight. Um, it was funny. I think you saw that tweet. I made those uh, Wookiee needs a blowout drinks. Yeah. This happened like an hour after that. Not even like 45 minutes. That's terrible. Yeah. Cause everyone left. Right. And then those drinks were still sitting there when we got home, we were there till like one in the morning Mm -hmm. and like an idiot. I went to work the next morning. I work from home though. So it's a little easier, but my wife sure did not. My daughter had been up till one in the morning. So we let her go into school late. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's pretty rough. Um, so just in case people are wondering what happens, they do have to report it. So we got a call from the city. They said that as long as they their rabies shots are up to date, which we keep them registered with the city, we are rule followers. So I am a rule follower mm-hmm. at least. So they, they knew everything about our dogs. Um, they were good with that. They just said that since it was our dogs and we felt comfortable, mm-hmm. they're quarantined, no walks in public for 10 days. They just got out <laughs> of that quarantine now. Um, they're allowed to go on walks now. Um, and, uh, then we called the vet. The vet said, yeah, that sounds like territoriality. Um, we've got some specialists we think you should talk to some behavioral specialists. So we got their names. I'll tell that in a second. The next thing we did was let's get rid of those territoriality aspects. So Mm -hmm. the first thing we did was move the mail to downstairs down in my game room. Um, not the retro game room, the main game room where the OLED is and stuff. So he's down by the sliding door. He's in the living room, shall you say, the family room. Um, he is down there and they're upstairs. So that immediately ended the fights at night and the growling for kenneling up. I was actually pleased to see that the other two dogs who usually are pretty reserved to kennel up, kennel up immediately now. So they were clearly scared of the other dogs. So that's good that they are now not scared anymore. Uh, next thing uh, is oh sorry know what you need Hmm. you need what i got you need an uh, uh, old cat that can barely jump up on the bed and i think if if she tried to bite one of her her teeth would break off so so it's funny you mentioned that's what you need the wiener dog is our canary in the care in the coal mine because 30 seconds before this all went down he for some unknown reason we didn't think about at the time sat up 
after he'd been mm-hmm. sleeping motionless for three hours right. and fucking left the room. Yeah. <laughs> like he smart. didn't go to the sliding like, door or anything. He just split. He knew he, something was going down and he got he, out. He seen that prisoner yep. <laughs> grab the shank and walk down and he folded up his newspaper and his book <laughs> yes. and he went the other fucking way. Yeah. He's like, something's going down. And you ain't catching me with tigs. Yes. yes. So when the, the when the, the when the corgis yes. are in the same room, Smart. we always bring the wiener dog in there to lay with us. We the don't hold him down or anything. We see what he's gonna do. These he's like these fucking amateurs. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know the game. I see the game. I watch it unfold. He said, "I'm yep. out of here." And we did talk about getting Jeez. rid of one of them. We decided we didn't want to do that. But if mm-hmm. anything like this occurs again, even if neither of us gets bitten, even if they right. be- bite each other. We're gonna have to make that tough choice. Um, I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry, honey, but you have to leave. Yes, <laughs> we, we said that we agreed that that would happen. Autumn was luckily not downstairs at the time. Mm-hmm. She had to leave for something. She was upstairs, um, so she didn't see any of this go down. She just comes downstairs, and both her parents are bleeding all over the floor. Yeah. Um, and uh, I knew better. I just took some toilet paper and just wedged that fucker right in the wound. Hurt like a bitch. But like, stop the bleeding. Well, I wouldn't say stop the bleeding. It plugged the bleeding, um, and uh, and then um, the other thing we did was we feed them separately and we give them chew bones, raw hides separately. And when they are raw hiding or when they when one of them is eating, the others are kenneled up. So you just have full separation. The other thing is if anybody growls. Which we haven't seen, but if... Well, I think we heard it for a split second the other day. And the first thing we did was, nope, nope. We said no. They weren't near each other. We said no. We kenneled them up. And they do listen to us, right? We just let it escalate at that point. So we kenneled them up separately. We let them cool off. Then we reintroduced them. No problems. Uh, This... this it's exhausting me just listen. I'm yeah, getting tired just listening to what you do with these dogs. Well, you bring these dogs to fucking breakfast, dog hotels, delis, and spas. I don't no, know what you do. No, we with don't these do dogs. that stuff. And I, we don't you, take them on vacations or anything. We kill them brought up those at dogs. A kennel, but you have brought those dogs to like dog bars and shit. Yes, I remember stories. We have done that. Yes, we have done. We have Too definitely much. done that. You have integrated these dogs too much into human culture, Fred. I am with you. All right, it's time. No, I'm with you. Pull them back a little. Yeah, I I, I will remind you. I'm married. There are two (laughs) opinions in this, but um, but yes. So the other thing is, we called the behavioralist specialists. Um, the one group. We are not going to use them right now, and I'll tell you why. It's purely financial. The one group, the number they gave us, made my jaw fall through the fucking floor, and they promise you nothing. And they said it's minimum six months. And with what they told me for one month, just in case people are wondering, it's four figures. So we'll just put it there. Um, the other mm-hmm. ones, they, they're they so specialized, right, and sought after, like it's an entrepreneurial world right now. They don't even tell you what it is. You pay a flat fee, which again, four figures. They come into your house. They see your dog, like fucking Caesar Milan. They sit down and talk to you. And they talk to Fourth you about Vegas. what their plan is. Yes. Over $1,000 is what I'm saying here. Oh, I get it. And they talk to you about their plan. And that's when they hit you. If you're going to charge me $1,000 just to come into my house and see my dogs, I can only imagine what your quote unquote 
plan is. And I'm not saying they're not worth the money. I'm saying I don't have the money. Um, hundred bucks, and I'll straighten those dogs out in a week. <laughs> yes, I don't doubt it. You might you might not approve of all my yes, methods? I Fred, don't doubt it for a second. Sometimes, uh, you know, you're the you're the alpha. Uh, I am the I'll alpha. Yes, but too I'll much be... so. They were too scared of me for a while because that male dog would piss himself. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Um, you get back to that point. Get back to that point where you give that dog a side eye. Side when eye I picked him up, he down pissed the himself. It was horrible. Um, Sounds better than a fucking hole in my finger and a split lip. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, long story uh, short, it's been yes. 10 days... We've had no growling, no fighting, and definitely no fears. Um, and nobody feels uncomfortable around the dogs. So there we go. We shall see. Time will tell. Um, then the last one was on Friday, this recent Friday that passed. We were like, because uh, my wife was understandably like, she was struggling a little bit with the, the, you know, the stitches in the face and stuff like that. And so she didn't really want to go out to dinner or anything like that, especially because she has to eat a little differently for a while, right? She has to cut the Snickers bar with a fork and a knife, right, to get it right. And um, I'll give her credit, though. She went to Guardians of the Galaxy night after, right? She's all swollen with the stitches and everything. She went (laughs) like a boss. Um, But... uh, but yeah, so we went out to eat. We went to a local pub that we've eaten at many times. It's a very good place. And I don't know what we ate, but it was something Autumn didn't eat, which narrows it down to the fried pickles or the seasoned fries. Right before we went to bed. Because like I remember like we had had a couple beers. And she was like, do you want to get more drinks? And I was like, I don't know. I just don't think I am really want to drink anymore. And it wasn't about not drinking. It was like, I just felt really full. I said, I just feel really full. She was like, okay. And I think she had one or two more beers once we got home and we watched a movie. And then we went to bed. Right before bed, she got sick. And she was like, I got sick. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And she goes, yeah, this sucks. I'm supposed to return to work tomorrow. It was like nine o'clock at night. And she went to bed. And I was like, eh, it was probably something, you know, maybe the beer, maybe it was something she ate, this and that. Then I woke up in the middle of the night and I hadn't drank much. I had had two beers, two pints. And I was like burping and stuff and it was not agreeing with my stomach and it was very clearly not beer. (laughs) That had processed through my body. And I was like, fuck, I don't feel good. But I'm not a person who can get sick easily. Like, I don't, my body powers through the digestion. I've learned this about myself. So I don't throw up often. And I wasn't going to do it that night. Like, unless my body was going to do it. If my body's going to do it, I'm going to do it. But I don't coax it. And so I was just miserable all night, waking up like every hour, just feeling like that stomach upsetness. So anyway, long story short, we got something. Something was mishandled. So we had to spend all weekend sick. Um, finally back to good digestion point. Um, so tonight. <laughs> but man, it's not been a fucking good couple of weeks <laughs> from a health standpoint, from a shit happening kind of thing. I won't lie. Are you there? Hello? 
Shit. I'm here. Oh, I got him. My, my Chromebook uh, magically muted. For, I'm not even in the window where you can mute the fucking thing. Yeah, you're on a different mic now. Do you want me to pause and troubleshoot? Nope, nope. I will get it. Okay, that's no problem. Will, wait one sec. The joys of technology, friends. Oh, and I'm back. There you are. Yes, you are. On my Chromebook. I'm not even in the window with the meeting. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, all the switches and toggles out to do these, this shit. And it just magically did it on its own. Muted me and switched my mic. Go figure. Nice. Go figure. Well, so long story short, like I said, it's been rough. Um, the last thing I will say is if you have Amazon Prime, you yes. watch that Air movie, uh, Air. which is, uh, yeah, it stars Matt Damon as oh, the guy who signs yes. Michael Jordan to Nike. Oh, Okay. Chris Tucker's in it. Marlon Wayans is in it. Does a great job. Ben Affleck plays Phil something, the CEO of Nike at the time. Um, that is a genuinely fantastic movie. Hmm. It's very okay. enjoyable to watch. Um, tons of bad language, but hilarious. Great movie. Great yep. movie. And Good. that's been... So while I've been healing up and sick, that's, I wouldn't say it's my excuse as to why I didn't get that retro shit done. It's just, there's been a lot going on where I haven't felt up to doing it. It's also been a brutal fucking couple Mm -hmm. of weeks at work. We have some major projects. One was due on the 12th, right before I took off. I'm taking off tomorrow, obviously. So on Friday and... Um, the next ones do whatever, I think it's, what is it? I think it's a week from this Friday. Let's see. No, next ones do the 23rd, which is Mm -hmm. a week from Tuesday. Um, so it's just been a lot of, a lot of stress getting those projects done. So, um, but mad props to my boss. My boss mentioned in the middle of a meeting and she's a female, um, which, Shouldn't matter, but it still does, I think, in gaming. She was, like, talking about, like, you know, we were doing a round robin at our team meeting, our monthly team meeting, and she was like, tell me about something that's either stressing you out or something that's, um, you know, kind of like your goal to the finish line. And she mentioned hers was that Tears of the Kingdom was coming out. And she's become an avid gamer in her, uh, in the last, like, 15 years. And, um... She can't wait on Friday to just get off of work and start playing Tears of the Kingdom all night. And I was like, that's pretty fucking badass. Yeah, man. <laughs> so I, I had no idea about this, about my boss. Um, so, so I thought that was pretty cool. So, and it was funny to see the whole office, like in the team chat, um, when we got done for the day, being like, because I had to work late, because um, right. I had to wrap up the project, but being like, yeah, have a good night, so and so. Like, Enjoy Tears of the Kingdom and stuff like that. So nice. Yeah. So anyway, that's been my week, Trees. How about mm-hmm. you? How has the la- what about your last two weeks? Um, I don't remember <laughs> much of anything. Okay, I'm gonna be honest that's with you. Fair. It's been it's kind of like summer weather, mm-hmm. right? So it's been a lot of outside stuff, right? A lot of kids stuff. You know, baseball shit, 
him riding a bike with no training wheels. I think I talked about that last Which time. Which is awesome. Yep. Him getting down to that. You know, yeah. to basketball, hoops out. He's into that. Um, yeah, just out. You know, last night we uh, we had a fire in the backyard, the fire pit. Nice. You know, with the string lights up. And we have, we bought a new patio set. And so I grilled like a pizza on the on the grill. Oh, those we, are the best. We're doing like summer so I burnt it a little. I, I'm I haven't perfected yet the slow like cooking mm-hmm. it a little lower so you don't burn the bottom and stuff. But um, indirect heat still, if you're using charcoal, but I think you use gas, so that's fine. We use but, gas, so yeah. um, you know, I'm still doing pond maintenance, Fred. I got my chainsaws out the other day, last oh, week. Oh shit. Went over there some chainsaws, cutting down brush. Feels fun. Yeah, how did that chainsaw. boat thing work out? No one hurt? No one hurt. You know, they're sawing down all the stuff. The, the, nice. The, they did a big chunk today. They're, we're almost done with all the, the standing, like, cat of nine tails. That's awesome. So it's almost all cleared. And so we've been, on Mondays, I'm going out there with my chainsaw, and I'm getting all the trees and the brush along the, the shoreline. And then my other neighbor is raking Breaking it up, and uh, no one, no one that's helping right now, right? Uh huh. Is like under the age of forty-five. It's brutal. You know, when I'm one of the, one of the youngest people helping, that's brutal. It's all us old dudes out there cleaning it up in the heat. Because you, you, you know, know why, right? No, because you're the only ones who give a fuck. <laughs> you know, I was gonna guess that. I'm sorry. I don't mean that you know, condescendingly. I mean it. No, just, I was. Yeah, I was gonna. But it's important to that. have pride in that shit. Like it is. My, this generation will learn later mm, that they need to yep. have pride in it. Because it's gonna my, look like um, shit when we all die out. My son was uh, out there fishing today. There you go. Trying to fish out there in the he pond. Knows. So you know we're getting there. There's fish in there. I'm going to. Uh, I just bought today. Who come tomorrow? <clears throat> a, a bait bucket, right? Ooh, okay. So it's like a, it's all in one. It's like a little, I don't know, two gallon bucket, little gallon and a half bucket, right? And it has like a snap on lid, and the lid has a compartment in the top with a little aerator in it, right? So you can catch minnows and put them in there, and then it has like a little aerator, like you would in a, an aquarium keep mm-hmm. them alive and so uh when i go down to new hampshire up to new hampshire i should say i'm going up there soon and uh we have a minnow trap and i'm thinking of catching like a bunch of minnows and bringing them back over state lines don't tell anybody oh shit. And dumping them in my dumping them in my pond stocking the pond you sure that's smart no but <laughs> why not yeah. What do we care? I, I think what do the I risk care? is relatively low. I could be I wrong. I think it's low. You might be introducing frogs to Australia, but I, I think you're probably pretty safe. Yeah. And it's good for the pond. Yeah. You know, get some movement in there. You know, we have aerators we put in, in the pond. Mm-hmm. So we have like a generator we got, and it's it is three aerators in three sections of the pond. And we got the fountain in Last week. Damn. So the fountain's working. So this pond's coming back to life, Fred. It's coming back to life. I like it. Um, otherwise than that, you know, um, 
Not much, Fred. I got to be 100% honest. I mean, just work and just other things. I, I did last Sunday. Now, we should talk about why there wasn't a show last week. You know, we haven't mentioned. Yeah, I we actually, just I just we know just didn't, you said you weren't going to be available, but I don't really know yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, I was at the casino, Fred. Oh, I like it. It was a last minute, you know, like when flights are trying to fill up a flight. So uh-huh. like they offer you like cheap seats like the day before. Like, uh-huh. hey, you want to go to Vegas? Fucking uh, it's 20 bucks. You fly down there. Same thing. You know, me and my wife had been at the casino in February. So we had just been there. And mm-hmm. um, so last week, like three days, four days before Sunday there, like I forget which day it was, either like Tuesday or Wednesday, they was just like, hey, free room. Free room this weekend if you want to come down. And I said, you know what? It's been a lot of shit going on here, like you. I mean, I'm not getting bit by little fucking ratty dogs, but, you know, stuff going on and i'm just like you know what i would really enjoy a night my wife's go ahead go enjoy yourself you know so that's what it was and i wrote you right away and said hey i'm not gonna be here i'm i'm taking (laughs) off like yeah sorry you know heads up uh pretty good trip fred good pretty good trip the trip you can ask for right i didn't hit no giant bonuses i'm not rich but but I took say like say I took like four hundred bucks right, mm-hmm. and I go down. I have a free room. I check in the free room, right? Get my shower, get ready, chill out. Go down to the floor. I go to Bobby's Burger Palace, right? Bobby okay. Flay's yep. Burger Joint. I sit down. If you remember, because of COVID, it's been closed, and then. They changed the hours, right? We've talked about this, where they were closed at like 8 o'clock on a weekend night. And I I haven't had one of their burgers in like, I would say, without a doubt, two years. Wow. Okay, right? that's a decent amount of time. But I was open. I was down there around, time I got down there, it was like 8.30-ish, right? And I said, uh, you still food? Is there still food cooking here? And they were like, she's like, absolutely. And I was like, I said, <clears throat> I said, I would like a, she was eating a menu. And I said, absolutely not. I know exactly what this body needs. All right. <laughs> I said, I would like a burger. Well done because Bobby's Burger Palace cooks shit raw. They go on the raw side. Okay. So if you said like medium, like if you're a medium guy and you said mm-hmm. medium, it would show up like raw. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. It's like one step below. So like to get it perfect, you, you have to say a good, you know, a good vet could have it walking around in like a half an hour. So you're like, listen to me. I said, give me well done, because then it's gonna come out like how I like it. Extra provolone. Okay. Right? I get that. Nothing else. Extra provolone, nothing else. I don't want to see any green. On this plate. I don't even want the plate to be green. No green <laughs> in sight. <laughs> right? And uh, she misunderstood. So she thought I said, like, extra cheese plus extra. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there, and uh, this burger shows up. They're like, burger with extra, extra provolone. 
it looked like you know those shows like is it cake is it cake or is it real the, uh, it, i know the show you're it had yeah. it had this layer of of provolone over it that looked like fondant like it was per it looked like just this small cake with white fondant on it it was like so perfectly covered in cheese <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's it. She goes, you need anything else? I said, no, nah, just, I said, which ketchup's which? Because they fucking have hot ketchup. That's the same color oh, the as regular ketchup. ketchup. Yeah, yeah. And, and because it's it's such a fancy place, of course, the bottles are nondescript, or they have some microscopic fucking QR code symbol to tell you what the fuck's what. So I'm just like, listen to me. Which ketchup's which? I've made the mistake before. She's like, this one. She laughs. She goes, I know. People do that. She's like, this one right now. I'm like, sweet. And, uh, the burger was so delicious, Fred. So delicious. Cheese falling off of it. There was so much cheese. Yeah, there you go. Burger. Washing it down with a nice, a nice light bear. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, even the guy next to me, uh, I learned his name was like Anthony or some shit. He was uh, commenting on the burger. He said, hey, what kind of burger is that? What is that? What kind of burger is that? I'm like, this What's my that? friend. What's that over here? This, this my friend is a well-done burger. With extra extra provolone, he goes. It looks nice. Like it looks perfect. I go. Doesn't it though? You know. And then that, that guy talked my. He's like, "You from Boston?" <laughs> I'm like, "Nah." <laughs> I'm like, nah. "Nah, I'm close to Boston." I said, "I grew up near Boston, but I'm not from Boston." He's from New York or something. And then uh, he proceeded to tell me all about his girlfriend with cancer and all this crazy. You know, so oh, you know when people open yeah. up to you, it's like I'm mm-hmm. not the bartender, buddy. I'm just trying to eat my dinner. Like this is, <laughs> you know what I mean? But my wife always says that people love talking to me. She's amazed by how people warm up to me. This is the way I am, the way I talk or something. She says this is the way I, I the way I, um, I don't know. Present she yourself. says the way something. Yes, it's like she doesn't know what it is, but like people will just like instantly like warm up to me and talk. So I can see that. That guy was my best friend. He told me always he raised dogs, like Shit. raised dogs and walked dogs and had dogs and all this stuff. And then I'm like, then I was leaving. I was like, all right. You know, you know, like, like that movie, like, you know, last man, like man on fire. You know, Denzel says goodbye to the people who killed. He's like, well, my friend on to the next life for you. You know what I mean? Like I, I pull one of those. I'm like, okay, my friend, I am out of here. I'm like, you enjoy your night? And he's just like, what's your name? He's like, I'm so-and-so. Shaking my hand. Listen, I make friends, Fred. I'm like yeah, sounds like a likable guy. Doug um, loved you. Love me. Anthony, yeah. <laughs> Anthony, um, there you go. <laughs> Anthony. Anthony from New York. And uh, so I gambled. Yeah, I sat at the bar. I had my, my vodka sevens. I gambled. Nice. I gambled all over the place. Went to bed at like midnight. Uh-huh. Got up at seven a.m. I went and got breakfast. Right? Sounds awesome. Yeah. Gambled some more. Mm-hmm. Right? I got down to like like a hundred bucks or something, maybe a little. Because all night I just went up and down. Then I hit a big bonus. Ended up four hundred even. Went home. Nice work. All it cost me was the gas. You can't ask. For a no, better trip than that. That's an ideal world, that's right? A, like it worked out that it was all free. Literally went to the bank on the way home and put put drop the money back in. 
Perfect. Cleaned up the crime scene. No one, <laughs> it is no trace of nothing. Nothing to see. Nothing to see here. So, um, yeah, that's why I, I was not here um, last Sunday. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And it's a good reason. What's also, also weird is, is that I haven't done much in two weeks gaming-wise. That's the other weird mm. thing. It's been so nice out. And so me and my son come home, and he goes right outside. And we ride the bikes around the neighborhood and stuff. So, And then, like, even Fortnite, he hasn't, like, cared to play a lot of Fortnite. You know? Huh. We're slacking. We haven't even finished the battle pass, Fred. Man, I can't even get my daughter to give a shit that it's nice outside. Although, I don't know if it's, <laughs> I would say it's nice. It's been, like, 90 out here. Yeah. I don't know if 90 uh, is considered I don't, nice. That's crazy hot yeah we've been in the the 70s and 80s okay and that is like crazy hot for us so you know yeah um although my daughter is a runner so she's been running so she's been doing okay. girls on the run but anyway well, i've been i've been um so I'll, I'll talk about one aspect later but i've been um fred i have um haven't had any i had a mountain dew today all right mm-hmm. but that's the first mountain dew i've had in weeks Wow. Since the summer breeze ran out, or whatever yeah. that was called, I have not had any soda. Holy and smokes. Every day, Fred, for the last two weeks, I've been bringing water, sugar-free Gatorade, an apple, and a banana to work with me, Fred. So, wow. I, what what happened? What's with the change I have of pace? Not, I have not been getting frozen coffees and dunks only like once a week. Nothing. I just, I was feeling like garbage. So you wanted to switch right? it up. Smart. Yeah. Listen to your body. Well, you know, listen, you put that shit in your body enough, you feel like garbage. I was, and I think I had got like some Wendy's or some shit. Like I was so hungry mm-hmm. and I ate it and I'm driving home going, I feel terrible. Like my, <laughs> like I don't feel good. <laughs> you know, not like sick to my stomach. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, like, you just, yeah. It don't feel good. Like my body aches or something. Like I don't feel good. So I'm like, I was like, I gotta like not cut it totally out because I do enjoy a Red Bull. I do enjoy a frozen drink. I do enjoy that kind of stuff. You know, like when I went to the casino, I had my Red Bull. I had a Red Bull. Treated myself. Sure. But, but um, yeah, you're, you're able to keep it in check. That's significant because that's yeah. where people lose the path. Is mm. they can't give up those urges. They can't. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's a self-control thing. Some people, like with you, it's a self-control thing. Like you can prevent it. But others can't. And I understand that. It's been tough. I went in the supermarket the other day to get some more apples for work. Mm -hmm. And I had to pick some other stuff up. And I'm waiting in line. I'm next to the Red Bull Bull Cooler. And I'm just like, it was fucking tough, man. I'm like, well, I got stuff I have to do after work. So, I mean, you know, if I grab this, no big deal. I need it. And I was like, well, what if I get, you know, just a, a small one? Dude, I, I left without it. But I was like. You do start talking yourself into it. Yeah, battle. I know that all too well. That's <laughs> a battle all myself. All too and I, well. And when I have had a Red Bull, like I had a Red Bull yesterday, I got a small one, right? I usually get those big ones. But I get a small one and I get a sugar-free one. So I'm trying. So even when yeah. I am giving in, it's, you know. No, that's but, significant. Uh, so, so I've been trying, and I've I've uh, rode like three or four times on the Peloton, 
Nice. Get him back to the Peloton. Uh, again, I just haven't, you know, when it comes to the weekend, it's tough because I'm so busy. Like tonight mm-hmm. I'm doing this and because I do it at night. I'm one of those people. I like to do it, then take a shower and sit for an hour and go to bed, you know? Yes, I'm I hate not a morning guy. early I, and doing it. Yes. Like I've got my coworker. She loves to mm. have like, she's like, oh, I love to come home from the gym after working out for 48 minutes at 6 a.m. And I'm like, you are fucking insane. I have no. never known the world you describe. And then she never had kids, drug. though. I wonder. Hey, I never had kids. Maybe I would be. Yes. Looking for an excuse to wake up in the morning. Right. Because the world's your oyster. You yeah. just go back to bed whenever you want. Yes. Um, so I'll talk, there's a fe- new feature on the Peloton that I'll talk about, believe it or not, during the game section. Interesting. Right? I'm, so I'm stretching. You got me um, interested. Uh, you can talk about it now if you want to. I'm just opening well, that door for you. Uh, Funko update. Uh-huh. He's gonna he's gonna dodge still, it. I got you. Still not still not approved. Okay. Still not approved. Yeah, I'm gonna dodge that. I'm saving that. I didn't do much this week. Um yeah. So still not approved. Still I'm gonna write them because I am now hovering you at should a, just give them these episodes. I would think this would be proof enough. I am. You're clearly uh, giving yeah. more thought to it than a majority of people who are doing this. I it's think crazy. they should notice that. They should notice because if, if and in my opinion, when you take off, mm-hmm. they're the ones who benefit from it because they get that a cut of sell. everything you sell. That's what I'm right. I um, my Instagram, right? Okay, is up to like 187 followers. There you go. So just recently, we were I was talking about hitting the 100 mark, and mm-hmm. now. We're creeping up on the on the two hundred mark. That. Yeah, you know, um, I have some Funkos here with me tonight, Fred. As always, okay. Ones I just All featured eyes. on the on the page. I thought you would like these. These are GameStop exclusives. Okay. So they're not all gaming related. This tool, but right. they're just GameStop exclusives. All right, and I thought they were cool, so I like. This one, I don't know how much you're in the like, like wrestling. Mm. You know, I don't think you're a big wrestling guy, but I thought I really uh, liked this one. Of one of the nerd dumbs you'd think I'd be into, but I'm not. So I like this one. I'm going to show this one to you. I saw this one. This is, I don't know if you know who Paul Heyman is. I don't. I'll admit to it. But he's wearing, he's wearing the little ECW cap. I like that he's cap. He's from, uh, he was the guy who started ECW. Or, or he took it over. It used to be like uh, East Coast wrestling or something. I forget what he, huh. what it was. But, and he took it over and called it the you know, extreme champions. He's he's the one. They're the ones that had the barbed wire yep. and the scaffold matches and the guy that smashed a big kid on his head to a, to a blood sand He's man probably responsible for the wrestling matches I actually did take interest in, right. honestly. <laughs> Cage matches and... and- Barbed wire matches and yeah, you know. And then my buddy, you know, I had a nerd at uh at work goes, who sees my page now. And he goes, you know, you wrote Paul Heyman, and he was only Paul Heyman when he came to WWE. He's he was Paulie dangerously when he was. And I said, shut up, don't kiss, <laughs> don't give a fuck. I'm selling fucking it. nerds every time, right? Like, find him, block some, him from my page. There's a well actually on the internet every fucking step. 
No one cares. I said no one cares. <sighs> no one does. Uh, I assure you. Even see, I promise this won't be a yeah. diatribe. But <laughs> if like I'm pretty hardcore in like retro gaming and stuff, and I don't get caught up in that shit. I know yeah. better than to get caught up in it. Mm. It doesn't Holy matter to me, right? Yeah. No, no one cares. Yeah. I shut him down quick. Good. I said it's a piece of fucking plastic. No one cares what its name is. All right. I like um, it, though. This one, I just thought it was cool because I've never... It's so weird. It's uh, Star Wars Gaming Greats, GameStop exclusive. Oh. This is uh, Arc Umbra Trooper, which is one of the perks from the Battlefront series. All right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Get the sticker on there. That looks good. How how cool is this guy? I like that. So it's got the bumblebee colors. I'm sorry. That's the easiest way to describe it. It is. He kind of looks like a a hybrid, like clone trooper sort of looking thing. Yeah, but he's got that dope ass skull helmet. Like, he does. It kind of looks like a skull, like the Punisher logo. Yeah. So this is like from. The Battlefront series. And you know when you get the perks and you can pick like the mm-hmm. specialized troops. And so that's what he is. I just thought that was a unique Yeah, find. I, I've i gotten you know? familiar with some of these and I know that Umber Trooper. Um, yeah, it's pretty dope, man. Yeah. I uh, recently, so fun fact, um, and I just want to throw it out there for people who are interested. Every now and again, they throw that... Um, Star Wars anniversary celebration version of Battlefront 2 on sale for like six bucks on both platforms. Oh, right, right. I highly recommend it. It just basically unlocks all of the specialized shit for Battlefront 2. And that that game's still fun to go back to. Mm-hmm. It's nothing but a mess online, but it's still fun. Yeah, I know. Right? You just My spawn, was... you get your ass kicked, and then you just spawn again. We were playing it not that long ago. Like my my son was playing it not crazy long. It's ago, surprisingly you know? fun still. I turned my yeah, daughter onto it because she's been playing some first person shooters lately, and I was like, mm-hmm. "I it's gonna be frustrating at first, hun, but it's worth it." <laughs> right. Yeah, and I you know I saw that arc trooper, and I was like, I don't know something about that. I yeah. like it. I want it. And uh, you know, again, Fred, I I just. You know, I try to never show you the same type of pop. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we all know, like someone on the outside, say yourself, right, mm-hmm. would say, yeah, they have a pop for everything. But yet, when you see one, it's always, oh, Batman or fucking, you know what I mean? Like, something it's the same sort of ones you that, see. Yes. So I don't like that. I like to always have something where you go, oh, my God, I see. I had no idea you were going to hold that up. That well, one through, you know? Yeah, so and the, and the like pops that. the pops I have, like, are for that same reason, right? Yes. Like 8-Bit Jason and Freddy from the NES games. <laughs> it's like, who would have thought they would have done those versions? Or like Ezio in the invisible, right? The blue invisible yes. format, which um, somebody recently was at my house and they were like, do you know that's worth some money? I was like, it's worth some money. It's not worth enough money to pull off the shelf. <laughs> No. It's worth like, no. I have no box, so it's worth probably like, I think the thing's worth like 50 bucks. And if you have no box, it's probably worth like half that. Right. <laughs> it's fine on the shelf. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely people that t- like take them out the box. Like they get them. Yeah, to take I'm them one out of them. But I take them out I the follow, box for my shelf. <laughs> I follow so many people 
now on Instagram, like Funko people, <laughs> mm-hmm. that there are so many that do like toy photography. Oh yeah. And you know, so they'll take like like a Scarlet Witch Funko Pop and they have it have her like floating with like fire on the hands and a background. You know, they go they go all out, you know. And awesome. It's cool. It's yeah. awesome looking. But uh but yeah, still no word still no word from whatnot, but I'm like I gotta write them soon this week and uh be like, hey, let's uh let's move this along here. <laughs> I gotta unload these things. My wife side eyeing me so all the time. Long. You know? Yeah. These pops. Yes, I'm selling these pops, you know. Anywho, Fred, I am positive there's all <laughs> types of shit I could talk about, but I just don't. It's all in the past. It's all in the past, Fred. So, you know, I say we move forward into games and then maybe that will jog my memory. Maybe we're talking about games, maybe my my brain will get jogged. Okie dokie. Well then. Oh actually, real quick, uh before we go, <laughs> I forgot we have a listener mail. So let me uh oh, read that oh, one. He turned it in last week, but uh or actually like May 1st, actually. So it was like right after we recorded 13 days ago. <laughs> so all right. Oh, man. This is from Clue Drew, and the subject is distillation games. And he goes, hello. I'd ask how you're doing, but I'm guessing we just got or are about to get the weekly updates. So I'm going to go to my main topic of games that distill a big game genre down into a small game. Okay. For instance, Mune Base, that's M-E-W-N, a game about a cat building a base on the moon has all the elements of a survival and base building game from getting food and building some buildings to automating some of your crafting down to an experience down to an experience you can get through all in an afternoon. Recently I've been playing Shapes, that's S H A P E Z, which takes conveyor belts and manufacturing buildings but replaces all of the complex crafting recipes of a game like Factorio and reduces it into manipulating shapes you can see. Paint them, cut them in half, turn them around and stack them on top of each other. But I like these games that take usually big genres that take a lot of time to get through and make them smaller. The resulting experience may not be as deep or as long as games of the same genre, but often a lot more but are often a lot more dense for it. In an age where games are getting more and more sprawling, it's a refreshing approach. There's my piece on a particular type of game, not even a genre. Do with it what you will. Wandering without moving, clue drew. P.S. If I've counted the recording days correctly, happy three years of content. Wow, so I yeah, I'm, I'm trying to check uh, for VGP if that's where we're at. Well, but that sounds about right. Let's see how many. Because we're on 156. We on? 156. Right. That sounds right. Once so we a are week, probably at, at or more than that. Yeah. Weird. Because we we've got like more than wrong. that many episodes. Um, because we've got the bonus ones, but we don't number the non-bonus ones or the bonus ones. Right. So yes, uh, we're a little bit more than that because we did take some weeks off and stuff like that. But our first episode was February 6th, 
2020. So we, believe it or not, trees are like almost 40 months in. Doesn't sound right, though, does it? I know. So thank you for pointing that out to us, Clue Drew. And on top of that, uh, circling back to what he said, I actually am all for this. Um, This is going to be a topic that will come up with my games in a moment. But everything is so dense. And I I think a, a common statement that I hear a lot is that there's not a great cadence of games coming out. They're not coming out at a regular clip like they used to. And while that may be true, every game that comes out is significantly, exponentially larger than anything that came out back in, quote-unquote, the day. Whether you want to put your your milestone as, like, the PS4, Xbox One launch, or you want to go even back to 360 or PS3 Wii launch, or even the PS2, like, think about how long those games were compared to what even the simplest indie games are now, like... Fucking The Messenger was like 11 hours. <laughs> like, that, mm. if Ninja Gaiden was 11 hours, Trees, you and I would have never even tried to beat it. <laughs> yeah. So, and when I say Ninja Gaiden, I mean the original NES game. <laughs> so, right. um, I do like these games that say, okay, we get that you want this and we get that you like this, but we also get that your time may be limited. So here's a... Um, I don't know what you'd call it. It's like the Cliff's Notes version of a genre. Right. Like, I think this huh. is great. Do you have much experience with things like this? It's okay no. if you don't. Yeah, no, no. I The one that um, I thought about recently was, remember when I played that Record of Lodos War, Deedlet and the Wonder Labyrinth or, Labyrinth or whatever, and it was like a hybrid, like, Symphony of the Night, basically. It was mm-hmm. like a Metroidvania plus RPG elements. And it was basically a Symphony of the Night. But it was like six hours long. Not even. Like five and a half. Right. And I was like, this is like everything you love about Symphony of the Night wrapped into a smaller castle. Small pet. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to... Th- I mean, I mean, when you play indie games, you play tons of stuff. Like this, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. Mish, mix, mishmash of different genres in a quick little. I think I the know. takeaway I, I got can't. from it was like, you know, like this combination of like, which one was it? I think it was Shapes, where it's like Factorio Light, right? Factorio, right. I have always wanted to try based off of what people say about it. But that is like a college career. <laughs> like. It's uh, the other one that I thought about was. Do you remember when Vinny used to play? Um, oh, it's got the three goofy aliens on it, and it was. It, it, they've just recently released a sequel, but it was like one of those games where you try to get to the moon or something. Like it, they're just they take forever. Mm. Yes, and it, it's just too deep, right? You get into those games and you're like, this is too deep for what I need to accomplish. <laughs> Like, I just don't have the time. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know if it would. I would even be calling it pacing, but I do like that where they're like, okay, let's strip away. Let's chew the fat, right? I'm not saying that the things they strip aren't worth being in there. I'm not saying they shouldn't be there. It's just that, like, a person like me will never touch Factorio. But even reading this, 
shapes, if it's Factorio in a fifth of the time, I could see myself giving this a try. Whereas I won't touch Factorio. I already know I won't touch Factorio. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I play so many weird things. I guess I don't notice what things are. Well, if and, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I think another thing is my ADD. And I don't know that I actually have ADD, so I, I, I guess I mildly apologize to the people out there who would take offense to me just claiming it. But my attention span on experiences that aren't hooking me, and I feel like a game like Factorio, even games like you play, like, you know, I give it a try a lot of the times, like gas station simulator and stuff like that, although that power wash fucking, that one starts to really... Anyway, I digress. Um... But like when I when I start losing interest, right? When it starts to seem repetitive, you lose me. And mm. I feel like this attempts to solve that problem. Right? Like let's mm-hmm. let's give them the bite-sized experience. Quick. Yeah, yes. Right. And so I, I gotta give credit to that. So um thank you, Drew. Thank you for mentioning it because again, there are a ton of games that I just I won't engage with because of the time mm-hmm. constraints. And I don't mean looking at a time thing like where, you know, like I'm not in, intimidated at all. Even after my experience with um, Assassin's Creed Origins, I am not intimidated to try like Assassin's Creed Valhalla or even Assassin's Creed. Uh, what was the one in between that was the Greek one? Whatever it was. like Right. Those don't intimidate me just because I know you can play them for one to 200 hours, you know? Um, but, but still like, it's like, eh. but the chances that I'm going to continue to engage with that for that long, pretty slim, pretty slim. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I go back and forth with that, but right, 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 right. anyway, well, we thank you for the uh, message. If you like clue drew want to write into the show, it's contact at gaming history, com, or you can do what clue drew did and you can turn in, um, from the form on gaming history, com forward slash contact. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you, we ask for an email, but if you give us a fake one, we don't know. I promise you we're not going to uh, follow it or publish it or even respond to it. So <laughs> full disclosure, Trees, this probably won't surprise you. The email that con- of contact at GamingHistory101.com right. is just a forwarder. It just forwards to my private email. Nice. And I don't respond to with my private email to these just not no. not that I particularly I, I think my email is perfectly safe include Drew's hands and many other of our listeners. We know right. many of them enough to like me not to give a shit where whether it's in the hands of uh, my email something is to me not that risky as my email but at the same time, yeah, we're not gonna respond to it. We've got the show to respond to it but anyway that's right. I, I do like love that um, uh, what is it? WordPress sent by an unverified visitor to your site. Click here to get the IP address. Well, thank you. <laughs> so anyway, thank you, Clue. Thank you. All right. Let's talk about 
games. Gamers. Talk about games. So, first and foremost, um, sorry, I got to do that thing. I'm I'm anal retentive about getting the timestamp. So, Trees, as you know, I think that the Xbox, I've always posited that the Xbox 360 generation was the greatest generation, right? Xbox 360, Wii, PS3. So I've been playing through those games in order um, by how they came out, like Chrono Gaming as well, again, like I do with Cron CD. And so I've played through a majority of the launch games, many of which I'd already played, so I just figured I'd mention them very briefly. Went back and started playing Condemned. Do you remember Condemned Criminal Origins? Yeah, the, the, I mean Sega game. Those were, are one of the. Was that a release game? These are launch games. Yes, all of these launch came games, out and at that launch. was that was well received. Condemned yeah. one and two were well received. Yeah, and I will be honest. I'll I'll probably talk about it when I get back to it. But I remember playing Condemned two multiple times. And mm-hmm. first and foremost, not liking it as much as the original. I've beaten Condemned every time I've played it. I have never beaten Condemned 2. And actually, there's a big jump scare in it. And I don't want to spoil what it is, but do you remember where everyone back in the day talked about that jump scare? Yes. And do you I, remember what it was? You don't have to say what it is, and I won't reveal it here, but do you remember what it was? Um, I do not, but... Okay. No. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll put I can't it remember it's one, can't remember but, it's one or two. Does it involve a bear? Okay, there we go. Okay, so we've spoiled it. There you go. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> and again, I couldn't remember if that was the second I'm one. I'm told. Though. I'm told that even if you know what it is, it doesn't. It doesn't downplay what that is at all. <laughs> so, sorry. So well, the reason that's interesting about that is I've never gotten that far, and people say it's pretty early in the game. So I'm like, how fucking, and I quit that game because I suck at it. So anyway, I've gone on a bunny trail, but I, it, it, that's one of my biggest frustrations in gaming is that I can't get to the bear scene and it's supposedly <laughs> early and everyone got to it and I never did. But um, Condemned 1 has its fair share though. Um, there's a lot of things, looking back at it today, there's a lot of things that are a little obtuse. Like the mm-hmm. investigation stuff seems kind of stupid and it's very nitpicky. A lot of the times, um, the collectibles are kind of almost mean, um, and uh, the graphic your character wanders around like a lumbering idiot. Like he can't run. Uh, maybe he does have run, but it's not what we think of as run. It's like walking simulator speed. Um, that said, there's a it's it's so effective if you've never played this in surround sound or if you've got 3D surround sound like in your headphones or something I definitely recommend it. Um, I yes, Condemned One is backward compatible, so you can play it on the Series X or Xbox One, and it it does go on sale from time to time. It's available digitally. I recommend it because if you can get simulated 3D surround sound, when those guys are like grabbing bars in the background of like these buildings early on and then later on like outside and stuff like that and in libraries and stuff and you can hear them like wandering around in the Mm -hmm. echoey parts behind you or in front of you yeah i remember that it's jarring and then there is this great scene in an abandoned mall where you end up in a department store with a bunch of mannequins and they keep replicating themselves and some of them are alive they're people wearing mannequin masks it's i swear i played through this game I'm I sure swear did. I did, I'm but sure at the same did. time I don't. At the same time, mm. I don't remember 
doing it. But all, I remember all this with the mannequins and stuff. I mean, think about it. That game came out in late 20, 2005, Trees. That was 18 years ago. <laughs> Condemned yeah. can buy cigarettes and vote. <laughs> So there yeah. you go. There is some- yeah, because you could take pictures and stuff, right? Yes, yes. you took pictures. I did. Yep. I did. And there's some this. some of the elements they put you in. One of the later levels is a um, locked up high school, and you you end up in the the drained school pool inside <laughs> it, and then you end up having to fight a bunch of lumbering dudes, um, wow. and it's all melee. There are random, very random instances where you get access to bullets, but it is not common. Hmm. But yeah, so Condemn still holds up. Um, played through Call of Duty 2, I already talked about it, that still holds up. What doesn't hold up, I'm sorry to say, are the rare mm-hmm. games. So do you remember Cameo? I think I talked about it last episode like I was yeah, starting well- it up. I think if you remember, I don't know how many weeks ago, but I booted up Rare Replay when Goldeneye came out. Remember, uh, and I played uh-huh. through a bunch of them. So yeah, I'm familiar with uh, some of these Rare games. <laughs> so Cameo, so it's still impressive, like the graphical fidelity they got out of it, right? Because mm-hmm. we hadn't seen that, right? Cameo is a right. PS2 game brought to life, but it looks better than PS2 games. And on the Rare Replay, especially if you've got a Series X or an Xbox One X, they do that thing where they 4K it. So it renders really high and it looks fantastic. Um, But the gameplay is just so... Rare has always been clumsy with this stuff. I'm sorry. Like, people may disagree with me. They were great during, like, their NES and ZX Spectrum days. And... Right. mm, Some games are okay. Conker's Bad Fur Day holds up, I think. But a lot of people would say it doesn't, so respects to those but like and banjo kazooie and tui i think hold up some people may say no i think most people agree that that does but like not since like the donkey kong country games did i feel like rares controls ever really felt great in 3d and again Mm. donkey kong country is 2d so that this kind of further proves my point but like i didn't love the controls in star fox 64 i thought that like Oh, what is it? There's that. Uh, there's a game that's on Rare Replay that's an N64 game that people play a lot. And it's a rare game. It's like a third person alien shooting game. And I hated it. it I thought it controlled like shit. Yeah. And uh, Goldeneye and Perfect Dark weren't great. They were fine. They were perfectly doable. And they helped. Like I said, the design's really good. I've never questioned Rare's design. And they really helped usher in what we think of as console first-person shooters in the first place. So their influence mm. is, is no doubt appreciated. But like when you play Cameo, it looks really good. The cutscenes are great. And they do that crazy thing. If you remember like when you get into the open world where all it is really is you go into different portals to different worlds. But there's this scene where a bunch of orcs are storming a mountain and you're with a couple of people on a horseback at the top of that mountain. And there's literally like thousands of orcs rushing across. It's like straight out of Lord of the Rings. And they all it, it all keeps its performance together. And now it's got FPS boost, so it runs at 60 frames. It looks even better. And it's impressive. No one had seen that many characters on the screen at once be able to just like storm 
a front and it wasn't a cutscene, which this is not. It's impressive mm. as hell. And you go, just to prove it's not a cutscene, they have you go running through it on your horse and you just tackle all these orcs. And there's no purpose to it. You don't actually accomplish right. anything. It's just I to show that. you. Yeah, it's just to show you they could. Cool battlefield sort of thing. Yeah, and it was awesome. And then you yeah. play through Cameo for more than like an hour and you're like, wow, this is really redundant and I can't even jump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I was kind of excited to play it again because I haven't played it. And I did not play it for long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I played it and I, the, the tur- tutorial is like the, the armadillo yep. sort of thing. Major you roll ruin. around and you, you know, you're, the whole tutorial is like on an airship sort of thing. and Yep. I know I had my fill of it. I guess I got into by the main time world, I got done with that, I went a little longer. I got into the main world. I got out to the grassy pastures. I got back. Uh, the first guy who's like weed killer, or whatever. It's the boxing plant. I love the cut of right. his jib. All these characters, cool. I feel like you really, I, you in particular, trees would like be amused by. But the boxing yeah, I plant, like and I unlocked the the frosty yeti or whatever, Uh-oh. and then major ruin. Yes. Major ruin, I think, is second. Major ruin, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, o- OP fucking punch boxing plant. Yeah. Um, I but would yeah, say, though, I do remember playing it and thinking to myself, in a modern era, I think this game would be popular. Like, if. So I can tell the you. The combat, I- the graphics, the redoing some of the characters, but like, I think if you made a modern game with today's standards, like that concept is, it works. Like, I think it would be, I think it would be pretty cool. Like the whole style of it's cool. You're talking about take cameo, but like do the quality of life stuff so that it's, it's, it holds up to today's games. I would actually say like make a cameo too. Like not even just redo the original cam, but just bring it into the modern era and, and streamline it and, and, well, you know, to, modernize the, to, to modernize and, Cameo, you would have to rebuild it from the ground yes. up. So I, there's no reason to remake it. Yeah. It would and be, I, it would I, be I an know. inferior product. I think it would be all right, though, you know? Sure. I think they could make yeah, it work. Yeah, I, I think sure. the world is great, right? Like, yes, I think so, the whole so, yes. idea, especially because the bad guy is like, the king of the orcs has teamed up with Cameo's sister, Right, and she like mm. wants to be a witch so bad, and all this stuff. So, there's there's a lot to love there. So, I, like I said, it's enchanting, but at the end of the day, the gameplay is rough. And I've been reading Reddit, and largely people agree with me. Like either people were nostalgic for it, and again, this was not a. It was a launch game. It wasn't like super strong when it came out, but like it averaged in the 70s and people really gave it like a 6 or an 8 right like so you either really right. liked it or you really didn't but um the last one i'll mention here was perfect dark zero so i have never played perfect dark zero i had heard it was like lackluster especially compared to goldeneye and the original perfect dark but um people were like eh, it wasn't that bad people are looking at it through like Right. Like it wasn't it was the opposite of rose tinted glasses. They're a little too critical for what it was. Again, I'll give Rare credit. They had two launch games on the 360. That's pretty impressive. And both games were technically very strong. 
right? They both looked great. Joanna Dark looks fantastic in Perfect Dark Zero. And they have a lot of style. There's that music video in the beginning. I don't know if you remember it, but the song's good. And it does the James Bond thing, but it turns it on its head. Instead of all these sexy naked ladies that are supposed to be like catering to him, Joanna's the sexy lady and she's not naked. She's clearly in her gear and she's not sexualizing herself. Like she right. is equal parts dangerous and sexy without being sexualized. And I know people, I'm sure there's somebody listening. It might even be you, Trees, that's like rolling his eyes. And he's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, do we even fucking care? And maybe not. But I did like how they respected Joanna Dark. And Rare's always been good at that. Like it's female characters. I'm not saying they won't have slutty female characters or slutty male characters for that matter. But like... They they look at the character in and of themselves as opposed to like their genders, um, because I also think Joanna Dark is sexy. Like in 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 the simplest way of video games, right? We're talking triangle boobs, Lara Croft, but like like Joanna Dark looks sexy, and like in the in an early scene, you're like in Chinatown and you're going to a nightclub, and she's got like the midriff shirt and the candy raver kid, like <laughs> right, like like necklace and and beads on her wrists and she's got like the thumb ring and stuff like that right and she's in a crop top with like the urban camo like baggy pants with a big old belt with a belt buckle and stuff like that like that is total fucking 2005 like raver kid like i'll give Mm. it to him right and her hair has like multi-tinted highlights of versions of blonde with her red hair like that character model they put a lot of thought into um and she changes her outfits from what I can tell in every mission, although I only did three missions before saying this game is not for me. Um, did you play this game when it came out or ever? <sighs> no. I. So the original Perfect Dark mm-hmm. was what? Fucking N64 right now. Yeah. Never yeah. played it. And then, yeah, because I had... It was mean because it needed the uh, expansion pack. And if you popped in Perfect Dark without the expansion pack, it would only let you play multiplayer against yourself. Yeah, and and then then I tried Perfect Dark Zero when it was supposed to be like, holy shit, Mm the sequel. And I remember remember playing like very little of it and thinking it wasn't very good. Okay, then we're on the (laughs) same page. So I'll tell you my experience, same thing. Um, it's still doing what Perfect Dark and GoldenEye did, which I thought was a great innovation, but I don't know whether it's rare. I'm going to have to say at this point it's rare because it's three of, it's three games in a row. Um, they don't want to explain that much about what you're supposed to do. And it's almost like part of the joy of playing the game or part of the experience of playing the game is that you're supposed to fail the mission at least once as you try to figure out what they want you to do. And that kind of game design, while it may be perfectly fine for Rare and its fans, is not acceptable to me. You need to be straightforward with what you want me to do. Because what happens is, I don't understand what you want me to do. I fail at what you want me to do. I look up what I'm supposed to do and I go, oh, that's fucking bullshit. (laughs) And that's what happened multiple times here. But there's other weird parts of this where like music just stops playing like in the nightclub when you 
set off the fire alarm to get the civilians out so you can complete one of the objectives, which is like make sure civilians don't get killed. But what's funny is that certain security guards bum rush you and they'll shoot at you and you can shoot at them. And if either of you, and they will totally shoot at civilians, if either one of you hits a civilian, it fails that goal. So out of huh. completely out of your control, you can fail a mission objective and then the missions forfeit. You can't finish it which is oh. another factor that I thought was stupid. Um, but then you're running around this nightclub and she can't run. Joanna Dark does not have the ability to run. So you're moving at this slower than Master Chief's native pace, right? Because he couldn't run either. Um, and it's just slow and lumbering. And she's supposed to be all sleek and thin and like, right, a clever spy. And right. yet... She moves like she's got fucking, like she's fucking Frankenstein. And then you suddenly realize you're walking around as you're looking for enemies. And like they make it seem like it's a spy espionage thing, right? Like you're supposed to sneak around and sneak up on people. But at the end of the day, they just want you to shoot fuckers in the head. And so you're running around just trying to do your murder simulator. And you realize there's no music. And all you're hearing is the pitter patter of Joanna's footsteps. And you're just like, this is weird. There's no music. And then the moment I realize it, I like shoot someone in the head and all of a sudden, like some weird like background music suddenly kicks in and you're like, okay, what is going on here? And like on top of that, the storyline doesn't make any sense. Like you're in the training mission and you're supposed to, okay, this is a big deal, Joanna. You can't be seen. You got to be super stealthy covert. And then you release like, you bomb the 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 core and that's what you're supposed to do. And all of a sudden, all these spider bots go out and they're like, oh, fuck it, run for your life. They're going after everybody. And you're among all these people who work for this laboratory and they're letting you join them and they're letting you help them survive. And I'm like, this wouldn't happen if you're in some secret like underground CIA base and you suddenly see someone in a tight leather stealth suit like running around with a gun, you don't just Mm -hmm. go, oh, well, thank God she's helping me save my life. You start questioning that shit. Mm -hmm. And so it didn't make any sense to me. And then it it just keeps falling apart. And so, and then on top of that, they, it all fell apart with like them wanting me to like use cover fire and they don't know how to do cover, especially when you compare it to the following year's Gears of War. You're like, did you even fucking pay attention? But technically they were one of the first cover-based shooters, right? So I'll give them a little credit with that. Like maybe they pioneered it and they were like, I doubt Epic Games even gave a fuck what they were doing with Rare, especially because Gears would have been well into development at the time this game came out. But you could see where they were like, okay, that, let's not do that. That is not a pleasant way to do cover-based shooting. Um, Mm -hmm. And so maybe they learned a couple of things from it, but like the game is overall unpleasant. It's not clear what you're supposed to do. It's not fun to play. It's a boring shooter when you're playing it. And then the difficulty ramps up because you just don't understand how the fuck they want you to play it. And I was like, if this game gets hard and it must, I'm not going to want to play this. And that was after like 90 minutes of playing the game, like the first three missions. I was like, imagine what like the following hours are going to be like, no, fuck this. This game is like nine hours. Like, no, no. So you should be proud of me trees. 
I identified early on that this was a waste of mm-hmm. my time and didn't want to do it. Like it. And I would also like to point out, just from a achievement horror perspective, I played 90 minutes of that fucking game and didn't unlock one achievement. The fuck is wrong with them? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Made it easy to quit, right? Yeah. Anyway. Um, all kidding aside. All right. So next up, Jedi Survivor. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, good for you. So, yeah. I have not picked this up yet. I have not picked this up yet. Well, and I will tell you about it, but I don't think this will discourage you, but it's just definitely something you should know. Jedi Survivor is messier than Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> In every sense of the word. Really? It is, yes. And people always talk about it and they're like, when I'm playing Jedi Survivor, I'm having so much fun. I am enjoying myself so much. I love it so much that I don't care. So there are two things that these people who are saying this, largely pundits, are mm-hmm. not engaging with in the world if they are saying this. The first thing I will say, they haven't played as much as I have. I'm 25 hours in. Okay. You haven't played 25 hours in unless you're just mainlining the storyline, which is probably, from what I can tell, the storyline is not 25 hours if you just mainline it. But it's like a Souls-like, right? So you haven't upgraded yourself that much. You haven't unlocked a bunch of abilities. You don't need those abilities or those perks, but they definitely make the game easier, which I'm going to fully cop to for a person like me is something I'm interested in in a Souls-like game, right? I don't want to get stuck in a place where I just can't beat something and I'm frustrated by it, which I will get to because Jedi Survivor has plenty of those, but they're not necessary. They are optional. So I keep banging my head against this wall of a fucking optional piece of bullshit. Um, Mm. And the reason I say all this is that, like, at 25 hours in, I've accomplished very little in this game, comparatively speaking. And I've experienced a lot of frustrating pain points. So what are those? Um, first and foremost, the game rarely, but does, crash. Another thing I've noticed, and I'm playing this on the Series X, apparently this is much more prevalent on the PlayStation, but at a time where right after an update, it was having trouble... Um, loading my save, and then it said I couldn't load my save. I immediately um, shut my Xbox offline and deleted my local save so that before I started Jedi Fallen Order, it would download my online save. And then that one it didn't have problems with. The flip side of that is it might have just been the game correcting itself and it didn't matter that I switched to my download save but I was worried about losing my progress and I have heard while rare there are some people who lost all their progress with updates that sucks Mm. the game has also crashed on me multiple times it's somewhat rare three times in 25 hours I would say that's rare enough Right. right but it's happened and what sucks is because this game only saves when you're meditating Every crash has been in a meditation chamber. Mm. Right? So when it goes to save, don't like okay. that. 
Um, they are continuing to update the game. From what I can tell, performance is improved. It is definitely much less choppy than it was. I still stand by this, though. If you're playing this on consoles, stick to the quality mode. 30 frames a second. Trees for you. This will be the default mode if you just install the game and play it. Yeah. I recommend this version. This is a smoother version of the game. I don't care about you 60 frames per second, people. Play the broken-ass, fucked-ass version on PC. You'll get 60 frames a second. Good luck. Everyone I know who has hate-fucked their way through the PC version has learned to regret it. This is a 30 FPS game. If you don't like that, do not play this game. Just walk away for right now. Wait till it gets better, which will be way down the line. I'm sick of these elitists with their fucking 4090 cards going, I spent $1,700 on a graphics card. I demand perfection. Guess what? Here's Jedi Survivor not meaning to, but laughing in your face. Because sometimes, Trees, you just take the path of least resistance. I know you are definitely in tune with that. Yeah. I have enjoyed this game immensely on quality mode. I'll say that. There you go. And I know it's 30 frames a second. I can tell with every fucking frame. And I'm fine with it. Because I'm not insane. I have like a $37 Best Buy credit. (laughs) It's there you go. Burning a hole, burning a hole in my pocket. I respect like, it. Huh. Every once in a while, I'm like, ah, I should go pick this up. I can't. I gotta figure out where I played it the last one on. I can't remember. If I played it on my Xbox and my PlayStation. What I will say so I, is, regardless of which version you play it on, there's mm-hmm. really no wrong reason. choice. They don't um, carry any saves or nothing. You don't get a bonus. No, you don't. A- Although I got to apologize. In the previous episode, I said they didn't have a Jedi Fallen Order um, like recap. They totally mm-hmm. do. It's on the main page. It's <laughs> I don't know how I missed it. On the main screen, it's like a five-minute movie that just gets you caught up. Okay. Um, but you know, it performs, it it performs the same. It doesn't care about your save. It doesn't unlock anything if you've got that. Um, and I will say that the only place you see a divergence is in Mm -hmm. the performance mode. Both are choppy as fuck. Like even with the Xbox having a wider VRR range, which I don't think your TV even has VRR, which is like to prevent screen tearing and stuff. Mm-hmm. it's still too wide on consoles that it doesn't matter. So just play quality mode. They both nail 30 frames a second very well. I think the Xbox comes out slightly ahead. It's not going to matter. Just play whichever one you prefer. One thing I will say about disk space, though, is I didn't grab this on tangible. I'm not big on tangibles. I completely respect, like my brother-in-law wanted a disk on the shelf. I respect the disc on the shelf, people, but this game is bigger than the disc can afford. It's 150 gigs, and the disc can only hold 100 gigs. So you are going to download 55 gigs if you buy it on disc. If you buy it digitally, you're going to download 150 gigs. So I'll give you that, but it takes forever. My brother-in-law, I think, said it took like three hours with the install from the disc plus the download from online. So mm. now I've got really fast internet. Like I've got two gigs through Google Fiverr. Fiber, blah, and I did digital. 
I downloaded it in about 40 minutes at 150 gigs. So just depends. I think you're up there with my speeds. So mileage will vary. I did Xbox. I didn't do PlayStation, but either okay. way, it seems perfectly fine. Um, so here's what I love about the game, because I think this is better to tell, and this is a majority of my experience. They bring you back into that world. It is alive, right? It is a piece of the Star Wars world that is oft not talked about. And I'm not going to get into the social justice warrior or whatever fun bits of like overextending the fiction, right? Like, I don't care about sociopolitical stuff. I just don't allow me to care that fucking much about it when it's alive and well in my Star Wars games. But these seem like living, breathing worlds that existed before and after Cal Kestis entered them. And I like that, right? They mm -hmm. are just environments. They don't seem forced at all. They just exist. Like the first game, right? These were environments that exist and you interact with them. And they just seem so naturally written that I like it. Um, the plot's kind of all over the place. And you keep learning things about people and you keep reinvigorating yourself with people. So this is five years after the original game. So you've got this band, right, that's all on the Mantis, your, your ship, at the end of the game. And you start the game, you don't have that band anymore. You're alone on the Mantis with right. your BB-1. And, or is it BB-8? Your buddy. I think it's BD-1. No. It's BD-1, I think. Okay, thank you. Um, and you spend time re-engaging with those people for reasons that the plot gives you. So I like that, right? Like Cal wasn't really just wandering the galaxy saying, oh, I really should check up on my old friends, right? Oh, you remember, mm -hmm. what is it, Mina or Miri? You remember my love interest that was a night sister? I should really like go flirt with her again. Like he's not thinking that, right? And even some of the most lovable characters, and I'm not saying she wasn't, but uh, I, I forget his name. I'm horrible on the names, but like the guy you first meet who owned the Mantis, right? Like the guy with the forearms, right. like yes, he yes, was yes. great, the cook. And you like, he's not wandering. He knows exactly where he is. He's on Jetta. He knows exactly how to find him, but he doesn't go look for him until the plot forces him to, hmm. right? But then when he meets him, it's very organic. It's like, he's like a, he's like that uncle who like acknowledges that like, you don't see him very much because he's not a priority in your life. Like he's like, oh, it's great to see you. And it's a very warm welcome between the two. But he's like, you don't really fucking care what I'm doing and you're off doing your own thing. Like, I get it. Right. Like, mm. and so I like that, that it's very organic. It's very natural. Um, and I, I love how that's all coming together. But the plot is all over the place. You're like, what am I doing and why do I care? Um, and it's the big points are super predictable so far, I will say. Um, the the other thing I'll say is um, I think they've done a really good job. So I told people that I thought that the game was harder than the original. A lot of the responses I've seen is that they think the game's easier than the original. And yeah. I will tell you where that differentiation comes from. The first planet you go to, Jetta. No, it's not Jetta. Jetta's the the um, 
the desert planet. Hold on real quick. I This is going to bug me if I don't say it right. So, <laughs> Jedi Survivor mm-hmm. locations. Okay. So, Jeddah is the sand world, I think. So, let's see what this does. Yeah, so why can't they just tell me? Hold on. Jedi Survivor, first planet. There we go. Kobo. Kobo is the main one. Was Kobo in the original game? I don't remember. Mm, that's, uh, okay. I do. You're asking the wrong person for that. So Kobo is the first planet you end up in. And here's the oh. problem. They, they kind of made it open world. You can explore the shit out of it. And it's huge. I kind of told you that. Mm-hmm. And if you go try to engage with everything Kobo has to offer, and there's nothing to stop you... Unlike Metroidvania games, they let you have all the abilities up front, which is actually problematic because there is this expectation almost that even though five years has gone by in Jedi (laughs) Survivor and it's been like almost five years in the real world between these two games, the game assumes you are like five minutes out of the original and you remember everything you did. Because that difficulty comes with, oh, you've got the push, the pull, the you've got all these force powers that make the game way fucking easier. But if you play this as a melee Dark Souls style game, which is what I remember it being with Jedi abilities, it's fucking brutal. And there's these enemies that will whoop your fucking ass and then you play it and someone's like, oh, just use the Jedi pull. And then you just run them through. You don't even have to try. It's their, their one shot kill. I did. I did enjoy. I did enjoy your rant on Twitter. And then I replied with just a funny meme. I like putting memes. Yes. I will explain that one in a minute. But, that made me happy. Uh, but yeah. So there's that. Um, at the same time, yes, there are optional bosses. And one of those I did was Ogdro, which was the first boss in the original game. And I think he was all, he might have also been, he was the big frog. And he might have also been optional, yeah, yeah. but he was tough. And I mm-hmm. remember beating him and feeling really accomplished. And they have Son of Ogdro or Spawn of Ogdro. And he's fucking unfair. No, like he is straight up fucking unfair. Like, the way people are beating him when you look online is they're exploiting the game in many ways, and it's still luck when you've got that. And it's because they do things that... I, I, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place just like this game. They do things that break the Dark Souls rules. So, like, Dark Souls has a pretty fair set of rules. So, like, for example, if you parry someone successfully, they give you an opportunity to hit somebody. That's not the case mm-hmm. in Jedi. If you parry somebody, you just knock down their resistance to parry you or block you, but they will continue through their motions. So just because you parry someone the first time, don't get all fucking happy with yourself. A half a second later, there's another parry coming your way. You've got to be ready for in time out. And then they do the unblockable moves. 
And this game exploits unblockable moves far too much. These characters have way too many unblockable moves and they use them too often. And Son of Ogdro or Spawn of Ogdro is the worst. Every fucking move he has except for one of them is completely unblockable and he has no parryable moves. Mm. And so that's... And he has one completely unblockable one-shot kill. And the other thing I don't like is that the response times of this game do not Dark Souls it. Meaning, if you want to change your stance, you get two stances. And there are lots of... That's a new move they put in there. So you've got like single lightsaber, Darth Maul style lightsaber, twin lightsabers where you split it apart. You get a like a lightsaber with a blaster. You get like the... There's a bunch of stances. I'm not even mentioning all of them. There's a couple of later ones too that I haven't mentioned. But like, these are all stances that exist and you can switch back and forth between them. But if I could switch back and forth between my stances using the D-pad by pressing D-pad left or D-pad right and have Cal actually do them at the speed and briskness for which all the enemies I'm fighting against are able to switch up their moves then I wouldn't have any problems with this game. But there's so many times where you press the right the right directional pad to switch stances. They don't switch stances. You get hit, so you panic. So you press the left D-pad to go, oh, fuck it. Okay, so let me go back to the original because this isn't working just in case. And then you watch it switch to that stance. And then you take another hit because you had switched to that stance and suddenly the controls are different. And then you switch back to that stance, and I'm like, okay, none of this is my fault. This is ridiculous. You guys got to get your <laughs> delays figured out. This is fucking bullshit. And then the same thing with stims. He'll like say, BD, give me a stim. First of all, the canned animation has some frames of animation where you're totally vulnerable. Then you'll see BD flip him the stim. It'll switch green, but it won't heal him. Now, they've fixed one problem. This problem was also in Jedi Fallen Order. It just wasn't as prevalent. When that would happen, you'd just lose the stim. In this game, you don't lose the stim, but you still don't heal. And so they still haven't fixed it. And so all of these things are things that make, when you die, feel like it's not your fault. And a Dark Souls game has never made it feel like it's not your fault. Like, that's kind of one of their defining metrics, especially now that they have tighter controls with the further generations. Like... Demon's Souls on the PS3 may have had some of those frustrations, but ever since Dark Souls Remastered and then the later games, like those have largely been remedied. And so mm. having these be in there, I'm dying and it doesn't feel like it's my fault, and that's very frustrating. Okay. But it's because they've lost the path with this Dark Souls shit. These optional bosses, these alternate paths that aren't along the main quest in this main place in Kobo, you shouldn't be engaging with them. And because the game allows you to, and you can get to those spots, right? That's how Metroidvania is always balanced out when you should go to certain areas, almost predictably, right? They would, you wouldn't have the ability to get there. And they do some of that in Jedi Survivor, but by and large, they don't. And so you can get to areas you are not supposed to be in or you're not intended to be in hmm. and either fight people 
Or you'll get later to like your reward at the end. You make it through all this bullshit and you get to your reward at the end and you don't have the one missing piece. Like you can't shut down the green shield or you don't have the right splicer so that BD1 can open the box. That you do all the hard work and you can't reap the reward. That's a problem. Yeah. And then at the end, I looked forward when I beat that spawn of Agadro or whatever, if I actually lucked out and beat him, mm-hmm. what do I get for it? I get a fucking stupid ass poncho I'm never going to use anyway and no achievement. Right, right. Well, what the fuck's the point of that then, you fucking assholes? So the rewards don't... And so to that end, here's my point. The two things I will recommend to people in trees, you might naturally do this so it won't be a problem, is one, stick to the main quest for a majority of the first half of this game and how do you know the first half you won't so i'll say this you'll go to kobo you'll go to Jeddah, and i'm sorry if these are considered spoilers to people of course right after this is another minor gripe it doesn't bother me that much but you go to kobo then you go to Jeddah. what do you learn on Jeddah? that you got to return to kobo so you go back to Kobo and then magically you have access to this area you didn't have access to before and then what is what do you learn that you got to go back to Jeddah where you magically get access to this area you didn't know before. But if you do all that stuff in the main quest, you will have a bunch of only accessible to the main quest tools, resources, knowledge, and abilities that make all the side shit one way easier and two more accomplishable. But to that end, the rewards are ponchos, cosmetics, ponchos, tones of color, the the look of your blaster, which if you're like me and you don't use the blaster stance nearly at all, who fucking cares? So your rewards don't feel as giving because the stuff you really care about, leveling up your force, leveling up your health, leveling up your abilities, those are few and far between. They're massive on the main line, but on the side stuff, they're not. And so what I've kind of learned is all the side stuff, collecting everything, um, doing the side missions, grabbing the fish that you can fish for, or grabbing (laughs) all of the discs you can find, or there's even one that's like a game of chess almost where you like get units and digital units and you fight people. Ooh. All that stuff is not fun. (laughs) It's really not fun. And it kind of assumes you've beaten the game because when you read the guides on this stuff, they're like, oh, you want to beat all those opponents in the digital chess thing? Well, the only way you get access to those is to scan the enemies. The only way you get the enemies you need to win is to have beaten the game. So, okay, well, thanks. (laughs) Hmm. And so the optional side stuff is a total wash. It's a total mess. I don't recommend it. It made me so frustrated. It took me 15 hours to beat Kobo. And most people who really enjoyed this game burned through the Kobo mainline story quest stuff in like four or five hours. Immediately got to Jedi. Immediately got back to Kobo. Started really unlocking the major parts and really opening themselves up to the back half of the game and by hour 15 whereas i'm just leaving kobo all frustrated and fucking pissed that i'm dealing with all the bullshit i just talked to you about most people are like 
nearing the three quarter point of the story and are finding themselves going back and either before they finish the story or since they've gotten to this part, going back and re-engaging with those areas and it's a cakewalk. And so like the previous game, you really just want to mainline the story. You can grind if you need to, to get extra abilities or perks that you need, but otherwise just get through the story. And then if you want to go play cleanup on the collectibles later and side content, fine. But the game kind of thinks of it as a late game post game kind of thing. And what this really reeks of is right. My Anthem and my, Overwatch and my Diablo 3 and 4, upcoming 4, has gotten stuck in my action-adventure third-person game, right? My Dark Souls suddenly has cosmetics and post-game missions that are frustrating me because they're embedded in the main game. Huh. And when you see this as a at the as the by the numbers, who who owns Respawn? Is it EA? I think it's EA. If no, you see it, is, it as yeah. the by-the-numbers EA game that probably Respawn didn't even want to do that it is, you'll realize there was extremely skilled game design, beautiful visuals and tech, and solid campaign missions, albeit somewhat predictable storyline, that all were fucking clouded by this need to scatter all these collectibles to do all this bullshit side content and to do all and, and to get all these cosmetics, which are really most usable post game post campaign. And they were thinking that would stretch out everything. But what it really does is have people who don't want to finish the game, try to hunt all this stuff down and it's nothing but a frustrating experience. So mm-hmm. don't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The one exception is there are still Jedi temples, which are like puzzle rooms, right. kind of like the crypts in Assassin's Creeds. Those are still fucking dope. Do those. Mm. You can do those along the main quest, no problem. The problem is, <clears throat> I really like Jedi Fallen Order. Right? Mm-hmm. I 100% I will, of that. Thousand out of a thousand. And I will play this game, right, whenever mm-hmm. I get around to it. And uh, as much warning as you're given... You know I won't be able to resist going off and doing things, side things, and collecting things. But I think you've got the strength to go, okay, this is bullshit. I'm not enjoying this sequence. I'm just going to circle back to the main campaign and go forward. Maybe. But but I you know I heard there's a beard over there in that box. There's a wicked beard. I will give credit, Trees. You know? There's maybe like 17 types of beards I've seen yeah, so far. Yeah, maybe I need them all. You know what I mean? Also, the, the mullet. Mm-hmm. The mullet and the Mullet's mohawk a, are early unlocks in the main camp, like along the main move. path. So they knew the gems. Yeah, they definitely. Yeah, knew. so you know, where someone's like, you know, going through all this trouble just to get a beard, it's no good. My brain is like, well, maybe I need that beard. So you know. your mileage will vary, right? <laughs> I will let people know. Um, I. If I'm looking at just the main campaign, I will say, yeah, this game's easier. Oh, fuck yeah, it's easier. Oh, it's so forgiving. It really is. If you're climbing on something you're hanging from, you know what I'm talking about? Like how he like hangs down yes. from like grates on the ceiling. 
mm-hmm. and an electric bolt pl- passes through you over a pit, I'm expecting you're going to drop and die. And when that doesn't happen and he just takes a small negligible amount of damage and can and is uh, continues hanging on, you're they've made like, that eh. game easier. Yeah, you're like, yeah, just keep going then. Yep. <laughs> and also, no like, some of the mini optional bosses that I found on Kobo were, but they're off the beaten path, were way harder than some of the, like, crazy bosses I meet along the main path. So I'll give them that. And it's not that it's not challenge-free. It's still a Souls-like. But it's just that, yeah, they, they've, they've, they've balanced it out a little bit more. But in doing so, they've put a lot of content in here. So like I said, by and large, uh, I've still got that draw we talk about, right? That, that urge to play the game. Like, mm-hmm. there are nights where I, like, sit down. I'm like, I'm playing be some fucking Jedi Survivor tonight. Um, but I'm, I'm much more likely to just, the moment I get frustrated or not enjoying myself, and in many cases, just not even tempted to go off the beaten path, I'll just continue to mainline the story. Mm. So, it is what it is. I'm looking forward to playing it. It's a dense game, though. Respawn put a lot of effort into it. Um, So it's cool. I don't think many people have gotten as far as I have from a pundit standpoint. Most people keep saying, well, I play this on PC because I've got a 4090 and I'm fucking awesome. And yes, I'm mildly mocking Jeff Gersman here. I say it with love. Um, Mm -hmm. But he hasn't even gotten more than like a few hours in, like five hours in, because he just keeps crashing on him on PC. And so he's stubbornly not going to play it on console or anything to experience it. So I think a lot of the people who will see this stuff, and I might be cynical, but like a lot of the people who reviewed this, they were like, fuck it, I don't have time to do, because it's so dense. There's so much off the beaten path. They're like, I don't have time for this. Other than the guide people. What I'd love to do is get all the people who wrote the guides that are on your polygons, on your IGNs, on your various websites, you know, that did the day one guides that teach you how to get all these collectibles and beat Mm. all these bosses. I want to talk to those fucking people for an hour. I would love to have an interview with those guides people. I really would. I'm curious their thoughts because they're the ones who genuinely have 100% of these games and know all the aspects to go, well, no, you just did them too early or, well, no, they really aren't worth it. Or, well, actually they're totally worth it. You just didn't give them a chance, right? Like I'd love to talk to those people and hear what they have to say, but they'll never be asked on to write like the big show. Right. But anyway, Jedi Survivor continues to be a somewhat frustrating well i wouldn't say it's frustrating i don't have that experience anymore once i gave up on that boss and just walked away like everyone told me to do it was the obvious answer i've been fine since and it doesn't even bother me now when i go to kobo and i know he's sitting down there in his fucking pit that fucking twat like i just Mm -hmm. i'm like whatever sit there and stew on it bitch um but i do see that he's got a tunnel that he connects to behind his nest which means I've oh, got to beat him in order to get, get to some secret, you know, Mustache. optional quest. Well, no, not only are there things, I know his ponchos right there, but there are optional Sorry. like side quests. Sideburns. Yeah. Sideburns. And you know, it. no, not sideburns, side oh, okay. quests. You know, you. there's a side quest that sends you down in those tunnels and you have to beat him uh-huh. to get there. So anyway, 
Jedi uh-huh. Survivor continues to be a back and forth game where it's like sometimes I'm like, this is the greatest game that's come out this generation. And other times I'm like, fuck this game. Um, so, yeah. Well, I look forward to it. Yeah. It's, for sure. it's well worth it for, you know, really anybody, but definitely for people Oops. who like Jedi Fallen Order. If nothing yeah. else, if you find yourself getting frustrated, just mainline the storyline. But I think there's a lot of love in between. But just do not engage with the secondary content if you're struggling until you've beaten the game or gotten close mm-hmm. to it. Uh, last up, uh, got a couple of just real quick ones. So I played a game I've been meaning to forever, and I don't know why it took me this long, but this was the first Games with Gold on the Xbox One. It was called Max and the Curse of Brotherhood. Have you ever that's played good, this game? Yeah, that's a good game with the marker, right? Or yeah. You can draw. Yeah, it's a good game. I did not know how that game was going to work. It's like a 2D yeah. platformer, sort of. It's a 2D of, platformer, but you, yeah. but you use the marker to kind of manipulate the environment, and they give you mm-hmm. different ways to do it. That's At first, you're like lifting things up, or you're creating vines, and later on, you're making water spouts and fireballs. Mm-hmm. That game it's was... A very, it's a very Wii-type game. Yes, but that game was just <laughs> fucking delightful. Yeah. It took me like I never five finished hours to it, beat. But... I got, I did beat it. I got a lot of achievements in it, but not too many. They're not too giving on the achievements. They make you work for them, but there's a lot of them. And I just, I was just like, that game just put a smile on my face. I beat it in like two or three sittings, five, six hours. God damn, that was a good game. Yeah. I just, if you are one of those people like me who redeem the games with gold, I think it's also on Game Pass. But anyway... If you're just looking for a fun indie game that like does some fun stuff with mechanics, this is very Brothers esque. Do you remember the game Brothers, which was done yep, by game, um, yeah. yeah by the studio who did like oh I'm I'm blanking on the studio now, but they would go on to do um, that co-op game I loved. Like um, anyway, Joseph Farah's a studio. I'm blanking on you know the fuck the Oscars guy, but anyway, um, Hazelight. There we go. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's very Brothers-esque. It's very cool. Um, I dug it. They even have an escort mission in it. Did you get there? Did you get that far in the game? Uh, no. Okay. There's an escort mission where yeah, you finally get, get to your brother, but he's stuck in a cage and you don't know how to get him out, so you have to roll him through the level. And they even made that fun. So I'll give him credit. That was good. Yeah. Um, like I said, there's not much to say about the game, but it's just fun. Right. So, like, if you just need a, a game to just boot up that's just old-school fun, like, go for it. Uh, and then, last but not least, very briefly, let's talk about um, Marvel's Midnight Suns. The game oh, that just keeps on giving. Back. Yeah. <laughs> that game has the same problem that I just described, where it's just so dense. I am now at 10 hours in. And I feel like I've played that game for like 35 hours because, and I'm still enjoying it for the record, mm-hmm. but it's just, there's so much going on. You have your missions, which are like the card game that's a hybrid of like XCOM style gameplay, right? It's like the good classic, like grid-based tactical stuff. And that part is rock solid. But in between, there's like the huge grounds you can walk around in and then you got to engage with people and grow your relationship with them. It's all that like Harvest Moon-like style shit where you've got to like, mm. or, or 
you know, um, what is it? What's the, oh, why am I playing animal crossing shit? Where, right. Where you got to like yeah. talk to people and do chores and take naps and go to club meetings and do all that stuff. And then on top of that, you've got to go explore the outside area to open up new areas and find hidden paths and stuff like that, which give you access to other things. And then you've got to like, you gain cards by doing certain things and then you got to burn them to get the experience. And it's just, there are just too many fucking systems going on at once and too many different things they want you to do. Too many games they're trying to be at once that don't get me wrong. Those are not hindrances on the game. When you're actually engaging with the game, you're fine. But you've got to acknowledge that that's what this game is. This game doesn't have the Jedi Survivor option where you just mainline the story. I guess it does because you always know where the next story mission is. But I don't think that's going to be a very good way to play through this game. Because I think you're going to get fucking stomped. Right? Mm. You've got to play those missions to like gain the experience. And you've got to level up this stuff to gain what the tools you need to take into the story missions. And so this game really is just a lot of different things and they can be it can be whatever you want it to be it can be the tactical card game and then everything you do on the side is just in service of that or it can be the animal crossing game where fuck the tactics i'll just do missions to keep the things moving forward but i want to engage with just the sociopolitical not the sociopolitical the the social aspects of all this i just want to engage with people see if i can flirt with people see them fall in love with each other see if i can date people or see if i can make mm. friends or see if i can redo rituals and stuff like that and then there's still that person who just wants to do the mortal Kombat crypt where they're like i'm just gonna wander around this optional island all fucking day and try to find all the secrets right like you can do all those things and they're perfectly fine if you engage with them and they, they don't expect you to engage with them at all if you don't want to um but it's just a lot of game that like slows down the pace and i do think some people without having a main right trajectory of like here's start to finish how you mainline this game and if you're part of grind culture like to just like beat the game so you can move on to the next one this game is just a lot to ask but right. it has a lot to offer in the meantime like my wife was very amused just watching me play it until i started doing the tactical stuff which she was admittedly very bored with but yeah it's a cool game it's just you got to take the time with it and you don't have to do it consecutively. So I'm going to try to set up a thing where like, right, like weekly I try to put in at least seven hours to the game, but it doesn't have to be once a day, right? right. But like I'm going to try to see if I can do something like that or play it like every other day or something because there's a lot to love about Marvel's Midnight Suns, but at first blush, it just seems like a slog again. Um, like Jedi Survivor, it's just got a lot of pacing issues, but it's a right. very rewarding game if you allow it to be. If you just power through it and accept the game at face value, it's got a lot to offer and I do enjoy playing that stuff. But like a good example of just how like the tactical stuff can be exhausting. Like I got into a tactical mission and I didn't make good decisions in the early in the early turns and then I got to see what happens later. And so then I died and I restarted the mission. But since I knew exactly what was going on later, one, I made better actions in the beginning, but also two, I was able to establish that stuff. And so, yeah, I beat it, 
but like it took me two turns and it's on average taking me about 30 to 45 minutes to beat a mission, even an easy mission. So when you fail on it, like the idea that you turn 30 minutes into an hour or 45 minutes into 90 minutes, that's a lot of time people don't have. But it's totally worth it if you stick with it, I will say. So playing it, Hmm. still enjoying it. They've done a lot of patches and its performance is fantastic. I'm playing it now at 60 frames a second, guys, on my power PC. Um, But yeah, um, still enjoying Marvel's Midnight Suns. I guess what I'll say is this is really a touch base. I'm not really going to talk about it in future episodes, but I want people to know I'm still playing it. I'm still enjoying it. I just have nothing new to say. Nothing new to say. So, And with that, I'm going to bow out and give you the stage, sir. Oh, my God. Um, Well... Well, the funny thing is, I didn't do much. Yeah. You know, nothing yes, you new. you seem kind of concerned about that, so I understand. I was. I, I Yeah, there was nothing really um, <clears throat> popping out. You know, Fortnite, I haven't done a Fortnite minute in a while, but like I was telling you, we, we haven't really been playing that much, me and mm-hmm. my son. Um, he's just been doing other things, you know. Um, yeah, mid-spring is upon you. Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, we're both near the end of the the battle pass. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I'm level 98, and he he must be 98 or 99. Cause, uh, so we're right there at, like, the normal battle pass. And I did all the Attack on Titan stuff. He hasn't finished that. And then for the month of May, they're doing a Star Wars month. So there's yeah, like a separate seen, little battle pass. Seen, is Anakin available for the first time? Well, no. An- Anakin and all that stuff is actually in the store for the month. Oh, okay. So you can buy him. What's the new thing you can earn? The new thing you can earn. So there's on your little um, menu, like whatever, you know, whatever mm-hmm. category. There's now just a rebel symbol. Oh, and if you okay. go on that, it's like a little battle pass. Do you remember when they did the heist week? I had heard of that, you, but I didn't so do it. Yes, it was like a separate little battle pass, right? And yes, you earn points, and you earn points by doing these heist missions. And as you earn points, you go up this little battle pass, and you unlock the stuff. And at the end, was like a character and all this stuff. So they have one of those. And at the end, there's like um, like some clone troopers. And then if you pay a thousand V bucks, you you of course unlock the bottom half of the timeline. Also, you know, just like a mobile game or something. Mm-hmm. So you're only getting half of it unless you unlock the whole thing. Um, and you still get some characters and stuff and skins and all that good stuff. But the bottom half has Darth Maul stuff. And at the end, you get Darth Maul. Uh-huh. So you know, you know, we both spent uh, uh, V bucks on uh, to unlock the second half, and yeah. so we got some clone troopers and stuff. And what's funny is he's has been playing. So it's this is only for the month of May. I think it ends like May twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like more than halfway through because you know I'm going to do it. I need the Darth Maul. So. 
Like I played, yeah, I want it really I bad, but I don't know if I'm gonna pay twenty bucks to get all the unlocks for it. Um, if I don't want to do the battle pass. Oh, you got to pay real money if you just want to unlock it. Well, meaning like I'll have to pay for those twenty five levels or whatever. So, well, you don't you don't go. So these battle passes, uh, you don't unlock them by levels. It's point based. And for every mission you do, it's assigned um, resistant points or whatever. Okay. And the points unlock the best. So this is a oh, part shit. of like the regular. Well, and I knew pass. it this wasn't like a yes. separate thing. I knew it so, wasn't part of the battle, the main battle pass, like you so had said. But I just every, assumed you could pay your way through it. No. It so like every rebellion can't. quest, it has its own separate quest log, you know. Um, mm-hmm. has a points assigned to each quest, like 250 resistant points. I forget what they call them. They're either rebellion or resistant points. I can't even remember. Sure. Um, but each one has a point value. Um, so you add them up, and that's what sort of goes up the timeline, goes through the battle pass, is the point total, not levels. So you don't need the – the only thing you would have to buy is if you want to get Death Maul, you got to spend a 1,000 V-Bucks to unlock. We already have V-Bucks. You know what I mean? It's not like mm-hmm. we're spending money for V-Bucks. So, um, yeah, I'm almost done. I'm going to – I'll have Death Maul before the month. My son, on the other hand, I don't know. He's slacking. He hasn't even gotten the the uh, Attack on Titan guy. He's uh, – mm. On me too much. You know, in the past, I would log into his account and like clean up all his missions. And now he's just he's taking advantage of me now. Now he's just like, "Can you log in at night and do my missions for me?" He's just, <laughs> he just, you know. So I said, "I I will, but not until I do it first. I come first. If I'm doing the work, I come first. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And then you, and then you'll get yours. Um. So doing like a little bit of that. He's welcome to do it on his own, but that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, so uh, you know, still play a little bit of that. That's always continues to be fun. I always enjoy Fortnite. Um, still trucking. Still doing some snow running. Still haven't been to the snow. Nice. But uh, I'm still in my little Michigan town. Uh, <clears throat> I learn new things with that game constantly. You know, it's a constant learning curve, and you, it's always by screwing up that you uh, realize, like, how to do stuff. So, uh, like, I have a, tr- a truck with a crane on it now, and I did my first few missions where I actually, like, have to pull up and, like, use the crane mode and pick up cargo and put it on my flatbed. That was a fun right. little thing, you know. That's I never nice. had to do that before. So I have a truck. It has a crane and it has those cool metal arms that go down the brace itself, mm-hmm. you know. So that's always neat to like pull up next to the cargo and lower my arms, steady myself, and then turn the crane mode on. And then it's like, you know, it's like one of those claw machines, you know what I mean? Yeah, controlling yeah. the crane and picking it up. And then I brought it all the way to where I had to bring it and I couldn't unload it. Couldn't unload it. It was not registering that I had it on my truck. I'm like, it's on my truck. On my truck, and then I'm like, okay, let me try to crane it onto the loading bay. Now do that. Then it wouldn't do nothing. So I said, oh, let me um do this, and accidentally deleted the cargo. 
And I said, oh, okay. Let me restart the mission. So then I had to go all the way back, get the cargo, <laughs> still couldn't unload it. Finally had to Google it and realize when you put cargo on the back of your flatbed, there's a little option that says like sturdy cargo or, or it's like tie down cargo, something like that. And then it actually like, you know, the, the graphic of the box on the back, you think actually changes to like something that's like secured down, like tied mm-hmm. down with straps. Then it registers as it's loaded. Learning curve, Fred. Learning that is curve. A learning now curve. I'm, yeah, I'll now I will never, I will never forget. You know, mm-hmm. it's like always secure. I think it's just called secure cargo. I will always remember to secure my cargo when using my crane. Um, that game's funny in a way that, um, so you'll see like a rock slide, right? Like a rock slide on the map, mm-hmm. and you right. And it will like, so you'll drive all the way there with the shit for the rock slide. Mm-hmm. But then you can't unload it. Like there's no option to unload it. And you're like, what the fuck, man? And then you realize I did not activate that mission. So <laughs> even okay. if you see missions on the map, like we'll say Motel right. Wars yeah. or whatever that means, um, what you need to do is go there and actually activate it. And then it puts it in your log as activated mm-hmm. missions. So I learned that the hard way too. Too many times bringing shit, getting ahead of myself, mm-hmm. bringing stuff to a place and then can't dump it. And so what happens is you have all this shit and you can't activate the mission. You know, it's like, you have to like dump all the stuff and start over. So I realized now to That's, take my scout vehicle out, yeah. which it's right there in the title, isn't it? Scout vehicle. <laughs> it's right there. I'll give you it's that. right there serving yeah. it up for you on the silver plate. So I've learned to take that out and just anytime I see it, something that's a mission swing by and just activate it. Cause it just goes into your logbook. You know what I mean? And then it's there. And, um, so I've learned that. That's a learning curve. Like, okay, don't get ahead of myself. Let's <laughs> let's build up some of these. Um, so in my little Michigan town, Fred, I've rebuilt all the bridges. I've cleared all the fallen towers. I've cleared all the rock slides. My map is open. It's mm-hmm. open. Uh, there's a few upgrades out in the wild. So when you're in your garage and trying to customize shit, um, there's certain flatbeds and certain trailers, certain things you can't unlock, like you can't, and you realize those are like upgrades. Like there's certain like uh, lifts for your ties or maybe a, a new gearbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are all upgrades in the wild. And you can see them on the map. It says upgrades. You just got to go to them. And uh, what's daunting about this game is every place is hard to get to. Right? <laughs> it's not like... It's not just like right there. Right. There's it's nothing like, up the street. It's like it's, it's, you gotta a get treacherous you gotta, road. You, yes, you, you need to get there. And so then it becomes this weird thing in your head of like, well, I'll do that later. Or if I'm near it, maybe. But if you don't have the right vehicle and you're near it, you can't go get it. Because it's usually in like a middle of a river or a swamp. Mm-hmm. There's something going on. 
Um, patience, Fred, is what this game is. Okay. Because you look at the map, you look at all your routes, and it's almost like you're trying to figure out some shortcut way. Mm-hmm. When the truth is, no. You just got to put your head down, go get your cargo, take the safe roads, deliver it, and do it over again. Because sometimes you got to make two trips or there's two different cargos going to one place and they're all completely opposite ends of the map. And you're trying to figure you out. almost think that was by design. <laughs> almost. And you just really got to realize, like, tonight, this is what we're doing. Tonight, we're trucking we're trucking to the warehouse and we're trucking to the fact that's going to be what we do tonight. We're not knocking out five missions tonight. Right. This is a horizon. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is Assassin's Creed. This is, this is snow runners. This is, we this might just get one. This it. is snow runners people. We might just get one delivery in tonight on our gaming night. And that's what, that's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's what it's about. So that's the lesson I've learned. Uh, it's not a game for procrastinators. You know what I'm saying? When you stare at the map and like, oh, God, you know, I'll, we'll come back to that. It's like, no. It's like, here we go. Buckle in. We're taking the journey over this mountain, through this swamp, and we're going to get that trailer. That's what we're doing. And we're going to bring it all the way back. That's what I'm doing. So as you can tell, Enjoying that game immensely. Um, still, uh, it's a challenge, and I like it. Except that, um, so I'm doing this Michigan town, right? And as you know, there's global locations. Like you can switch your map totally. Like go to um, Russia or Alaska, right? Mm-hmm. Totally different environments, whole new maps. But I'm on this little Michigan map, and I'm like, this is the map. I finally fixed everything. Now I just gotta like deliver some shit, bring this town back to life. And one of the deliveries, it's like, you know, it says a little tip thing, like some deliveries you might have to like travel through like a gateway to get to your destination. And there's a gateway on this map. That's like a tunnel. I forget the name of it, but it says tunnel. Mm-hmm. And so you might have to bring this through the tunnel. And I'm like, sweet. Okay. We're going through the tunnel, go through the fucking tunnel, Fred. And it opens up a whole new, map the size of the map i was just on yeah all fog of war right none of it's unlocked with all the hidden towers and and i'm just like i just saved the game and turned it off it was a lot i went oh man i just spent all my time now you're telling me some of my deliveries i gotta go into this map so now i need to go unlock all this map it's it's like they've just added like New yeah, chores for gonna, everything you've accomplished. They just not fucking. So, are around. you discouraged or encouraged by that knowledge, or neither? Um, it was overwhelming. You know. Yes. Yes. Are it was you still just like confident, oh. though. Or are you still like oh, I could get? Oh yeah. It, because again, again, it's just what I just said. It's perseverance, Fred. It's just like you know what? Let's fucking. No, we're going. Sorry, I don't tonight. know the meaning of that word. What's I know. what's this perseverance? Yes. movie. Uh, <laughs> so word you're using. Ten, it's like tonight we're just going to take the scout vehicle and hit the towers. That's what we're doing tonight. 
no deliveries tonight. We're just going to do – like you got to focus. And you got to just be like, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. See, this you know is why I mean? Trees plays what I won't. It's this <laughs> death by a thousand cuts kind of concept that he's got going here. That's right. Anyways, uh, SnowRunners. Uh, I encourage anybody to check that out and then be confused why I'm playing it. That's the only thing I say. Tell people to go play it, and they just they check it out and go, what the fuck is this? Um, SnowRunners is, is fantastic. Um, well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, beyond, I believe, what, Beyond the Steel Sky, is that what I talked about last time, that adventure yeah. game, mm-hmm. puzzle adventure um, game? I put a lot more time into that. I think I'm like five hours in. Mm-hmm. That game is really good, like for what it's supposed to be. And I don't mean that as like, oh, it's like a budget town. No, I mean, as a walk around, talk to people, investigate stuff, and solve puzzles, it's really well done. And um, I think oh, the world is... want to play this fucking game. I think, I think the world is really well done. Like the sci-fi sort of cyberpunkish, but you know more on the light-hearted end. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, that that Australian flavor is really unique to it. Um, and the the main character, my guy that I'm playing, pretty fucking funny, man. Like I've laughed a lot at the characters. Like the voice acting's all really good. And it's actually really funny, like generally funny, like the stuff he says, like, you know, it's almost like he's the straight man. You know what I mean? And he'll yeah, call actually. people out and make funny deadpan remarks about like, ha, huh. like <laughs> he's funny. Um, <laughs> so the just the game, the story of the game so far is is from what I can tell. And I don't know. Because it is a sequel to a, a 90s adventure game, right? Starring Correct. the same main character and the same city, Union City. Uh, and in the, I, be- I know the city is the same it, character yeah, it, I can't speak to. I think the name sure. is because I looked it up I on Wikipedia you. for a second. And I believe it's my same character. Because in the original game, I guess Union City is like an AI-controlled, like, lockdown police state sort of thing going on, dystopian thing, mm-hmm. um, and you escape from it. So in this game, you're living outside of Un- – Union City is like the all-being-all-everything, right? Um, okay. It's like the beacon of hope. It's like the u- – it's a utopian city. It's Mecca. At this, <laughs> at this point. At this point in this timeline. Uh, and there's a reason for it, right? So your dude – and I don't know if this is an original game. Like, like they explained this in the beginning of this game. And I don't know if it's a recap of the original story. I kind of briefly looked up the original story, but I didn't really get to the meat of it. Sure. But he talks about having like a robot companion named Joey. And I'm not sure if he built them or he just was friends with them. And he sends Joey like they end up in Union City and Joey stays there. And I love the name Joey, right? Like, because it's Australian. Right, so it's just so, kangaroo yeah. or just normal, kangaroo, right? Bud, yeah. Joey or just regular Joey. And you leave. You don't stay in Union City because in the beginning of this game, you're off with 
it's not a tribe, right? But it's just a, a town that's not it. They call it out in the gap. Like when you're not part, right? Might as well be the wastelands, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not part of like Union City. But so he's in the gap and he's made a home with like this town out in the gap. Um, meanwhile, over the last 10 years, I think this is 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, this Joey became like the savior of the city with his AI. Like he rebuilt the city. Um, and so now Union City is like this utopia, you know, this digital, right. like automated utopia and the people love it and all this. And in your little city where you're living now, there's like this raid and this kid that you like befriend, like his family gets kidnapped by this big, like four-legged, like adat type, you know, robot. And he tracks it to Union City. So he's like leaving. He's like, well, back to Union City. Like I'm going back sort of deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I haven't been there in 15 years, but it will be good. He says at one point, like, it would be good to see Joey or whatever. Uh, so you get back to Union City, and when you get in there, it's like there's monuments to this Joey everywhere. But the monuments are all like this, like very statuesque, like you know what I mean. It reminds me of very like Bioshockish type thing, right? He's big. I don't know. Like, oh, they're kind of like the big daddies. What you're saying? No, like um, like. How do you put it? Like, like you know, like a statue of Superman. Like, they're like, you know, just these beautiful, big, giant, like, statues. These Art Deco statues. But the point I'm making is, like... Oh, they I sh- know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, just, like, statuesque, strong, yeah. like, big jaw. Like, just these awesome monuments. But when you see, like, his flashbacks with this robot Joey, it's like this little, like, BB-8-looking fucking guy. <laughs> right. Nothing like these monuments. And so he it's he's very nonchalant about Joey because he's in this city and there's like history museums dedicated to him. The mm-hmm. the whole social construct is built around the teachings of Joey and there's monuments and you go into a hotel and it's like there's murals on the floor, like all the and he's very nonchalant, like, huh, be good to see my friend Joey again. It's like motherfucker, this guy <laughs> is like, <laughs> you know. And um, so basically where I'm at is you get into the city and um, when you're getting in there, you're tracking this thing that took the kid. Mm-hmm. And as you're going, you also find you find this dead body outside the city. Um, and he's like, maybe this has something to do with it, you know, because um, he's near the tracks or whatever. And you find this band of kids that live outside the city and they're hackers and they steal shit and sell it. And one thing all members of union city have is they have a chip in their, their hand and you, it's your ID chip and you use it for everything. Use it to open doors, use it to like, you know, anything you can think of the buy food. Like it's like your chip and it has all your shit on it. They, these kids steal those chips, you know, like black market and they resell them. Like people like stealing identities, you know. Right, it's kind of like stealing someone's credit card almost. But right, like, so you yeah. do you do a bunch of puzzles, 
and to get into the city, you need one. It's kind of like a U-chip. So you do a bunch mm-hmm. of, you solve a bunch of puzzles in, you know, you know how these puzzle games work. You know what I mean? It's like, you do this for me and I'll, I'll trade you that chip for that, but you need to get me this. And then you go and you can't get this because this is being blocked by that. And this guy can move that for you, but he needs this. It, you know, it's one of those puzzle games. It's a chain games. reaction a kind of Chain thing. of events and you get it all done and you, and she puts this you chip of this dead person in you. Now, wherever you go, it thinks you're this person. Mm-hmm. And he's your only lead. So you're trying to dig into his life to get a lead on this. They call it a stalker, the thing that took the kid. And now you, 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 you get an information that like just didn't take that kid. It's been taking other kids. And it went into the city, but no one's ever says there's nothing ever like that in the city. So it's like a mystery, right? And mm-hmm. um, stuff seems to be getting covered up and then you go back to the apartment of this dead guy and his wife's there and she knows obviously she knows you're not him but she's just like you know play along and shit like there's shit going on it's very interesting and there's all these ministries of like well-being ministry of comfort ministry Mm -hmm. of you know happiness but they're all super shady very like (laughs) you know Nazi-esque like be happy or else And what I love is is like a credit system, just kind of like what people are afraid of in real life, where it's like you earn this sort of currency by being a good citizen and being happy all the time. And that moves you up a social ladder by having a certain level of these kudos, I think they call it, kudoses. Um, It's all very interesting. What I like is they flipped it. The lower you are, the better your status is. And the higher you live in the city, the lower you are, which is always the opposite, right? In all the sci-fi movies, you live up in the clouds or in the penthouses and all the scumbags live just like Final Fantasy VII, right? You live you live on the lower plate. You're a fucking scumbag. And the people up top, of, you know, it's the opposite in this game. It's like the lower you are, the better your status. You don't want to, you know. So all very interesting stuff. Um, you know, there is a puzzle mechanic. You have a tool that can hack into all the electronics mm-hmm. and it brings up their programming and you can swap around um, the plates to make stuff do different things to solve puzzles. So, example, there was a, a girl doing graffiti and she got stuck up on a roof and there's something going on with her. She like lost her memory. She don't know how she got up there. And there was a robot inside the building that was cleaning graffiti that she had done previously. And um, so you can hack into that robot and it has like a day night cycle and you can swap those. So it's during the day it cleans inside at night, it cleans outside. You swap it. Now it comes outside and now it's cleaning the graffiti outside. So it's going up to where the girl is. You're trying to get her down, but the thing's spraying water on her. You know, so what you do is you hack into that one, the water dispenser, and you tell it, you tell the water, because the thing will run out of water and then fill back up and then go back up there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm trying to get down, but this thing's spraying me with water. I will, I could jump on it, but it's spraying me. So you reprogram it to tell the water dispenser that when it registers, it's empty, then it's actually full. So when it's at zero percent, it's actually at a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? So now it doesn't fill yeah. up with water, but it thinks it did. Then it flies up there to spray, but it doesn't have nothing to spray. Then she can jump on it and come down. So there's 
So this sounds like the ideal circumstance of a point-and-click adventure game because they really... Yeah. Well, so... You are intriguing the shit out of me with this game. (laughs) I I can't lie. And I just looked it up on Steam. I know you're playing it. I think you're playing it on console, right? You got it on Gamefly? PS5. Yeah, PS5. I'm playing it on. So Steam has the original Amiga game for okay. free i've seen it's only like four hours or something or six hours for the original if you one. can get through it it's also very hard to get through people say but okay. this one's free it's not indicative of this one people keep saying that and the, okay. even the developer goes we made a sequel to this but this sequel acknowledges that it's 2020 when we made it i think this game's from yeah, 2020 yeah, yes. and so yeah. but I'm also seeing that if I want the Steam version, CD Keys has it, the the new one, Beyond a Steel Sky, the one you're mm-hmm. playing, for five seventy five. It's and it's not. It looks good. It looks like a Telltale. It has a. I'm sure mm-hmm. you looked up yeah, pictures. It, it has yep. a very Telltale ish. I think it looks better than a Telltale game. Yo, yes, Telltale tries to do are that. Saying from a from an adventure game like you know classic point and click style really well it's incredible yeah and i would and, um but i don't think it's like graphics intensive you know what i mean sure so i don't think it would tax any fucking thing you're doing um but you know so right now um you know i'm I'm digging deeper into this guy's life and i'm finding out that you know he was sneaking off at night and meeting with somebody um, about kids or something or about, you know, so now I'm, I figured out I hacked some stuff in the apartment. Um, you know, another example is, you know, she, the wife collected these stuffed animals. She had a collection of them and they were all, they all had trackers in them. And there was a main teddy bear with like an iPad attached to it. And it tracked all the other little ones. You know what I mean? It was like a toy and it tracked the other little toys. And the guy stole one of her stuffed animals for some reason and took it mm-hmm. uh, before he died. And so, so, and he smashed the teddy bear so she couldn't track him. So she's huh. like, I don't know where that is. And so you're like, well, that's a lead. You know what I mean? I need to know where that went. Right. So what you do is you hack into the teddy bear's system and it it will bring up everything in a radius, right? So it brings up like the teddy bear, but it also brings up the little hollow projector in the living room. Mm-hmm. And you swap it, display the tracking screen on the hologram in the living room instead of on the teddy bear. So then when you apply it and exit out and you go in the living room and turn that on, the tracking of the thing is on that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Instead of the screen. You know, it's very simple things but it's and it's very easily done you just swap in tiles around it's not like you're coding you know what i mean <laughs> like a coding game you're right just swapping but it's stuff like around, logical you know? stuff it's like logic it's, puzzles it's like i want to get in this vip room but it won't let me in but if you open up all the things it says you know if guest swipes hand and checks out uh open vip room if not lock it and you just swap the two tiles so then if you swipe your hand and it doesn't check out to open the VIP room. Right. And then so shit like that, you know, 
I think it's makes it a little bit more interactive. It's fun. Again, I think it's funny as shit. And I and so yeah, I, I definitely want to. I'm stuck on a puzzle right now. It has a simple hint system, so you can mm-hmm. hit hints. It doesn't cost you tokens or nothing like any of those other games. It's just you know, like I said, I couldn't get that girl down from the graffiti. Like I knew I had to hack that little droid, and I was doing it. And I just hit hint, and it said, "So I think her name was Ruby or something." Ruby could jump on the thing if it wasn't spraying water on her. And then I knew, oh, okay, like, oh, okay, that's, I, I need that's, to get the, yeah. turn the water off of this thing. But it didn't tell me how to do it. It just okay. I know it what pointed I need you to in do. the right direction. Right. So good game, well made game, fun game. Um, I also found out I have it on GOG already. So there you go. If um, I mean, if if anybody, Sorry, likes I, I had those... the uh, original on GOG. I need to get okay. the new one. I the think I want to play this new one again. I'll try the original because that's it's... the kind of person I am. But it won't right. sway me one way or the other from wanting to play this. They look totally different, obviously, as you can imagine. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean. Again, it's a slow game. Like, I guess you call it a walking simulator, but I don't think it's that slow. I think there's a, especially when you get in the city, a lot of cool stuff going on in there and to look at, and there's a lot of stuff to play with. And it's one, it's like a, you know, it's, it's like a Bioware game. It's like when you want to talk to somebody, there's all these branches and you can ask them about every single thing you're looking for. No, like Gone Home and whatever happened to either Edith Finch and stuff. Those, like that. Are, those real. are what I think of as walking simulators. So everyone's yeah, gone to the rapture. Right. This doesn't look like that. This is more of an adventure game. Mm. It's just not. Yeah. People would call it a point and click, but mm. it's it's become something it's, slightly different these days. Yeah, you. So if any, if you think of um, you know, Bioware game, you think of Mass Effect. The talking works the same when you walk up to somebody. It's right. like shows both their faces. And it just has those trees you you keep pointing at and asking, and you keep can. If it's not grayed out, you can just keep asking the further the Oh, you can just issue. dig in, yeah. And then eventually when they have nothing else to say on it, it will be grayed out. So it's, it's very simple stuff. Um, so that, I'm playing that. I'm looking forward to finishing. And the, the last thing, Fred, which is just a weird thing because I've been using my Peloton. Yeah. Right? This would be, but Peloton added a game to their workouts. I'm ready. I noticed... So, yeah, I noticed they had a new thing called Lane. Was it called Lane Break or Lane? Yeah, Lane Break. And, uh, you know, it was listed under with the scenic rides or the free ride. I'm like, what is this? And they're like, this is a new game. And I did the, they basically incorporated like um, Guitar Hero into riding. So I have some, like, here's a picture of. uh, That's a dangerous statement you're making to me. So if you, I just put a picture in our chat. Um, it is, it is very uh, well done. I have to say. Hmm, which chat is it? Oh, hold on. Yeah, I didn't, ah, I didn't send it. There, there it is. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and it's got the look of fucking Tron. Tron and yeah, so it has like a Tron wheel. So what you do, right? So I, of course I did the K-pop one because they have all different <laughs> music and sessions. Of course oh, they have the K-pop one. Yeah. Um, so of course there's leaderboards and scores, right? If your friends and stuff are doing it. And so what you do is um, you pedal, right? Obviously you pedal on your bike and there's five, five, six lanes, right? 
mm-hmm. and you move left and right by using the resistant knob. So the so lane all the way to the left is easy pedaling, and the more you turn it, just like you would if you're in a workout, the resistance gets harder as you get all the way to the sixth lane, right? Right. Um, and then the top screen, you see the blue, like you're running over the ridges. Mm-hmm. Uh, those go with the beat of the song. Mm. And actually on the side of that track, you can't see like the lane you're in, there's actually little sound waves like equalizers that go up and down with the music. Right, like, yeah. So as you're pedaling and if, and then the bottom screen, you see like there's a triangle, like there's these yellow sections. I see it. Yeah. Um, when you hit those, um, there's like a line going up to the triangle and the triangle filling up with a color. Mm-hmm. The faster you pedal, the quicker you fill that triangle up. And before you hit it, you got to fill it to get bo- get the points. It will like smash through it. Right. And then there's long sections that you will hit um, that will have a certain cadence, like your speed that you have to keep between in order to keep get the points. So if you go too fast or below, the music will muffle, just like guitar, like missing beats and get it. And uh, you get less, you don't get the points. And I like the cut of this game's jib. And you can see in that, the, the, the screens, you can see that it has, just like when you're pedaling, it has your numbers down there. So it has how fast you're going and your resistance. I do see that, yeah. So you can still keep track of what you're doing. Um, and then they, as you can see in the top screen, there's two different lanes you can choose from. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the hotter resistance lanes give you more points. Right. Um, I did a 15-minute, like, they call it moderate. I think there's, like, casual. There's, like, six different difficulty levels. I did the second one in. <laughs> so there was, like, right. casual, moderate, advanced. And then it went, like, two more. I did moderate. And that was, it will tell you in the difficulty levels, like what the resistant ranges are in. Mm-hmm. So I did the resistant range that I'm comfortable with was basically the, the second difficulty level. And I did a 15 minute ride and it was like, I did about four miles, I believe. And uh, I was, de- I was toughing, man. Dead to the I world. Was, <laughs> I was sweating, man. It was so if I do a 15-minute low-impact ride, like with an instructor, I do just about the same stats. I do about four – it's about four miles, and I there's like an overall score, right, that mm-hmm. you know how the bikes work. Between how fast you're going and your resistance, it gives you like a score. And I average around the same score um, that I would do in a low-resistant, low-impact ride with an instructor. So it was fucking kind there of fun. There's like – 20 minute it was a 20 minute heavy metal one fred that i was eyeing yeah but um i thought it was a cool fucking neat thing they added and it's well done it wasn't like just cheap like oh i'm just riding through a lane getting points like it was like involved i was like oh somebody they hired somebody you know what I'm saying? Like they actually hired a yeah, game like consultant. Yeah, they, like they got somebody to explain this and, yeah. and how they should do it. Yeah. They just didn't go to Peloton Bob in the next room and go, hey, we need a game. Can you make a game? How do you gamify do, this shit? I'll do my how best. Do no, they, the, they, how do we they make had to the, bring some people in. How well, do we make first the of all, Candy Pel- Crushers do this? Yeah. 
first of all, Peloton's not a, a scrub company anyways. It's like no, they got money. No, they clearly are it. not so, actually. <laughs> yeah. No. They're they're not they, everything they they're they're like the uh Tesla Apple of bikes, right? Like everything is slick. They're very slick. So, Everything's very aesthetic based. Or at so, least conscientious. Yeah. You know, and I know there's I think there's one listener um we, that we rides definitely a Peloton have another listener because that rides a Peloton, yes. When I first asked for like friend requests on when I got my Peloton, I know I got one friend added. So I know someone definitely who listens pedals. I can't think of the name in front of me, but um yeah, so I don't dig a little a, a dig. I could dig you, it up if you really want me to. Yeah. If you don't know it's there, uh, Peloton friend, you go into like the other rides where the scenic rides are, and it's it's called lane break, and it's like there. Now I don't believe it popped up on some menu. Like usually, if they have something new, it pops up in a splash page. Like, hey, check this out when you get the chance. I just found it because I just happened to be looking around at stuff. And um, yeah, man, lane break. That was a, a you know that deserved to go in the game section. Hell you know? yeah. And you exercise it. So I dug it. I dug it. I want to do it. I, I, I'm almost thinking like I don't want to do it. We talked about it before, but I don't uh, I don't want to get up early and exercise. But I'm almost thinking like, oh, I should get up early and do one of these in the morning and mm-hmm. do, then do a regular class at night. But I'm like, uh, I don't know. It's That's lot. where it starts. I know. It's a lot. I do want my T-shirt, Fred. That's an excellent point. I want my 100th ride t-shirt. When you get do your 100th ride, they mail you a Peloton t-shirt. And I want it. No shit. I know it's nothing special. I know it's not, but I want that shirt. Well, it's I think special I'm like to you and they know it's special because they oh they they offer it. So offer you if it's something you can't buy in their store, it's only a shirt they give out when you get your rides in. I want that shirt. All right? And that's I'm just disin- that's disingenuous if you're buying your hundredth ride shirt off of eBay. Is that right? No one should be doing that. No. Right? Yeah, no, and, and let me let me give you a quick eBay story that will explain <laughs> how you should never do this. Yeah. I always wanted the day one achievement for um whenever you bought a day one edition of the Xbox One, there was that zero dollar or zero G day one achievement. And I bought one online way after they came out, like two years after they came out. And I bought one for like Mm. 25 bucks and it didn't work. The guy mailed me the card and it didn't work. And I tried to turn in the eBay thing and they're like, he says he mailed you the card. I was like, he did, but the code didn't work. And they're like, we don't understand how digital codes work. So it's none of our fucking business. And nowadays eBay is way more stringent on that stuff. But at the time they weren't. And they were like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> and I, was, I wrote to the guy and I was like, can I just be like straight with you? I was like, if you needed 15 bucks this bad, like I almost think I would have given you the money if you just been straight with me, I just want the achievement. And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. It should work. I never redeemed it. I have no idea what you're talking about. And I was like, when I mm. use it, it says it's already redeemed. And he goes, yeah, not by me. And I was like, well, but why would you sell it? You <laughs> I, obvi- I bought it for like, someone else. <laughs> for people who don't know, if you're selling a digital code like to movies or something or mm-hmm. to video games, 
you can insert the code and try to redeem it and it'll go, this will redeem for X. Do you want to do this? Yes or no? I'm sure there are exceptions, but by and large, that will always be your outcome is you get mm-hmm. a yes or no. Do you want to redeem this prompt? And you just say no. And then, you know, it's good. And yeah, this person was like washing their hands of it. They're like, you're the dumb motherfucker who decided to buy a card off That's someone right. online and you're all butthurt because it doesn't give you your little day one achievement, work. you stupid idiot. And I was like, no, what you're saying is resonating a lot with me. I think that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. I'll use this for future purchases, but, you know, it's kind of yeah. a cruel way to look at it. And he's right. I never bought a, another thing again, and I definitely... Smart. Well, because you know where my brain went. Well, maybe mm. if I bought one other day one achievement card, that oh. one would work. I almost oh. did that. And I was like, almost what the did. fuck are you doing? And I, I did. I think I talked to you about it, actually. I think on... <laughs> Not on BGP, maybe, but I talked to you on something where I was like, the fact that this was a swindled situation is evidence to me that, like, I never should have had this in the first place. That's right. Like, that's the universe saying, no, no, you can't cheat your way through this, dog. Like, just stop. That's right. Yeah. You didn't get it. Yeah. I am looking right now at Peloton 100 shirts. They say Peloton, they have a 100 on one sleeve, and the other sleeve says Century. Mm-hmm. I want one. And you can get one for like 15 bucks on eBay. I refuse. I'm going to earn You mine. could, but trees. Then it's just another 15 buck fucking shirt in your fucking closet. And I'm sorry, people might think I'm being like, you know, like I'm being like chatty on the podcast or something. But no, I mean that completely. That shirt means so much more to you if you earn well, through all the bullshit they put you through to right. get that. That's right. And, you know, it's not a fancy shirt. It's literally a black T-shirt that says just Peloton across the chest. I bet you differ, sir. Once you own it. it, Yeah. I want it. Again, you don't just want the shirt. You want what what it takes to come with the shirt. Yep. And I'm only – I'm not far in. You know, I've I've only used my Peloton, like, I think I'm in the 30s somewhere. So – I got a long Everyone journey. Everyone starts somewhere, but you're okay. Long journey, but this game thing might make me push me over even more. You know, I'm with you because it was it was pretty fun. I really I really enjoyed it. You know, so hell yeah. And uh, that's it's kind of what I've done all week. It's kind of what know? you've done the last two weeks. Hey man, you pulled us over the three the three hour mark. Whoops. I'd say we did good. Oh, don't feel bad. You started talking about your games at the 225 mark, so. (laughs) (laughs) But one thing I wanted to mention real quick, just as we go into this, this is almost kind of prompting for feedback, but again, I understand people who are like, I'm not going to write in unless I have a reason to. I completely agree with that. But you know what's coming up, Trees? So we're like two weeks from Memorial Day, like at least for you and me because we're recording this on the Sunday before. Um, And, uh, you know, about three weeks from now, normally, E3 should be on the horizon. Mm. But it is not. No. It is not by a damn stretch. Um, And on top of that, like, I think people lose sight of, I don't know, like the interesting things that are that are soon going to come out. And I just want to mention, because there's a 
great deal of heavy hitters that are about to come. And it's just something to, I don't want to like feed into the hype train, but something to be aware of. So right off the bat, like trees, are you aware we're like two weeks from street fighter six? I know. And I, I have I watched pre-ordered oh, that with the free steel book from Best Buy. What? Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Where's my, <laughs> let me open my browser here. I, I watched that the world, the overview on the world. Oh, shit. I did see that. And I'm yes. like, I'm like, oh, okay. I can just play this as a single player game and never go online to fight. Yes. Okay. I'm yes. sold. I and know. I can make, I can make a character and somehow make, make him a banana guy. I bet yep. I can. Yep. It oh, looks God. like your it perfect version of like serious and stupid at the same time. Like. It looks, so, I think it looks fantastic. It, Trees, I haven't even played Street Fighter V. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. And I, I skipped play right six. over it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I have the champion edition of Street Fighter V, but mm-hmm. I've never played it. Um, to be clear, I never bought it. It just came through different PlayStation promotions. But then right after that, we have Diablo Four, which I know better than to jump into. Because I'm just, I haven't even played three. I have the ultimate edition of three and I need to just do that. And then we also have Final Fantasy 16. But all of those are coming out in June. Just back to back to back to back. And then I Mm. guess somewhere out there, somebody's going to be pissed off if I don't mention that Samba de Amigo Party Central is coming out on June 30th. But Oh, by all means. And there's even that stealth game that no one knows if it's going to be good. Lord of the Rings Gollum which comes out on May 25th, which is like certain pre-order sites have it for like 30 bucks on PC. I'm tempted, but I don't think I'm going to buy it day one because I'm just not going to chance it. There are too many games that are supposed to be good, like Jedi Survivor that are coming out in shitty shape, Mm -hmm. to take a chance on games that don't even look that promising. What? I don't know if the version of game they're trying to sell, like a stealthy Gollum game, is even fun. Mm-hmm. But it's a thing. But Street Fighter Six, hands down, seems to be like everyone's June, right? Like I think. Right. What are you um getting it for? PS Five. PS Five. Seemed like a no brainer to me. Bold. Two free items with purchase. Oh, there's two for Adams now? Yep, Steelbook and bonus DLC offer. Nice. I did not get the deluxe edition, which has all the season passes and stuff, but I was like... Yeah, this is the right one. Trees is going to kick my ass anyway, so I may as well just take it light. And again, you don't have to get it on PS5, but if you want to whoop my ass, you're going to have to get it on PS5. I don't know. Is it going to have... Everything's cross-play lately. Ooh. Wonder if it has crossplay. All right, let's check it. But no, I did. I, th- I believe when we played, we played PS, we played uh, Street Fighter Four on um, PS3. I think it was. Yeah, PS3. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was. I have no problem with it on PlayStation. I just need a proper controller. That's all. Yeah, and I think I'm a gamepad player now. Hmm. I feel pretty confident. I'm not saying you are. So, All right. 
Uh, Street Fighter Six will have crossplay across all platforms, so yeah, it doesn't so matter what you get it for. So get I it for would you like. I would go out on a limb and maybe say the PS5 version will probably be pretty good. <laughs> I think they've it's been what sort of crushing it. On. They've sort of been crushing it lately. Yeah. So <laughs> so just just throwing it out there. Uh, trees, if you want some suggestions, mm-hmm. not to stretch this out, but Mayflash has the F500 PS5 fighting stick for 114 if you're a fighting stick person. And then the one oh. people are definitely jumping on is the Hori one. Hori known for their tournament grade fight sticks for 200 I know this is not going to help me be a better player, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Do they I, have six-button PS5 controls? Like six-button PS5? Probably not, huh? Uh, you like the gamepad, but with the six-button layout? Yeah. There it is. There What's it a, is. I see a reason <laughs> one. Yeah, Hori's no, got one. Not- do they? Yeah, let me show it to you. It's exactly what you want it to be, I think. Here. And it's hoary, so they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. I wouldn't just blindly follow hoary, but yeah. I think your biggest issue is if you don't like that oh. D-pad. But that's what you're looking for, I think. Oh, yeah. Look at that. 60 bucks. <laughs> One is tournament grade. <laughs> it's a tournament grade. What about this one? Let's see if this one works. You would only use that pad though, right? For Street Fighter, because the way they put the nub in the oh, thing, yeah. like it's only for that. Oh yeah. Well, you know what I've got? Like if I was gonna go PC. Have you seen this thing? The 8 bit do one? 8 bit do. 8 bit do. Here you go. This is your PC one. Like I was gonna go PC. That's just the old school one. Like, oh yeah, look at that ugly thing. Yeah, I mean that's I have that right. So it's your Genesis controller. I have the one for my Genesis. Yeah, I don't so, know. Could you plug the Bluetooth into um into a it PS5? It doesn't quite work that way. Like it's not that easy. Oh, that's right. Controller. Oh, that's right. Wait, that. Yeah, my my receiver plugs into a Genesis, not a fucking USB. Uh, mine is just straight Bluetooth. I just don't think that the PlayStation allows any Bluetooth connection. Mm. Um, like, it does a generic Bluetooth connection, but somehow it like knows. Here's the one I saw that people were like, "This is your good enough. This is your sixty dollar mm-hmm. May Flash compatible with fucking everything. It works on the three sixty, the Xbox One." Series X, PS4, PS5, all that stuff. Really? Oh, well, it doesn't say PS5. It did when I searched for it, but now I'm not seeing it. I mean, those are nice, too. But? Those are nice, too, but it's just like... Mm. I I mean, I cut my teeth, obviously, Street Fighter with arcades. Like That was part of that... You know, just like that documentary that's coming out. I was I was part of that crew. Mm-hmm. You know, is it is it next challenge or whatever that? There's a documentary coming out. Is it a Street Fighter Two documentary? Um, I believe there is, but 
I cut my teeth on sticks, so you think I'd be into it, but I think I think maybe because it's like not sturdy or something, it's on your lap or something. There's something about the sticks. I don't like the range of motion. Like I like the bat tops, but the recent ones are ball tops. I think ball tops. Yeah, they all are, and I don't like the ball I mean, tops. It's the same price as that fucking six button controller. But I think nowadays, for storage wise, with kids and stuff, I think just a controller that I can shove in a. Oh, draw. here's the problem. Okay, so they're all saying they're PS4 compatible with PS5. So here's the mm. catch to that. PlayStation talked about this and a lot of people lost sight of this. So the reason why if you see a PS4 compatible with PS5, you don't trust it is because it only works on PS4 games. Mm. So, yeah, Um, you got to check. And even that one that I showed you, the Hori, that's like whatever, like you got to make sure it works with official PS5 games because what they'll say oh yeah it does say um, still the PS5's best fighter retro pad thus far huh yeah um, the D-pad needs work which is what didn't surprise me but like that's the problem is that, yeah, if you're playing a PS4 game, it'll work. But if you play a PS5 game, which Street Fighter will be, right. it'll not work. And, and I kind of refuse, I'm being, because I'm old school, I kind of have always refused the super moves mapped to a single button. Like oh, yeah. the, they the do the simple system. layout yeah. now. Yeah, they do the simple four button layout now where you just tap buttons. To, I've always. Always shied away from that, you know? I'm going to side with you on this. There is nothing that feels better than to do the double down to yeah. forward, down to forward, down to forward, and then hit all three <laughs> buttons and watch Ryu just launch that turbo fireball. Yeah, it's fun. But I will tell you, I played with my dope-ass fucking Hori Tekken 6 stick. On Street Fighter 4 on PS3 against you, and you fucking annihilated me with Dan. And I'm not <laughs> downplaying your abilities, but like I should have put up way more of a fight if that had helped me. And going to GamePad, I tend to be okay. I'm yeah. not ready to go online or anything, but I think it might be possible for me to beat, a, beat you in a round or two. If I just get rid of the stick bullshit and just, no pun intended, but stick to the gamepad. Stick to the gamepad. So I think that's what I'm going to do. Nice. So, but but yeah. I am pre-ordering it right now on the PS5 and I had a $5 Best Buy coupon. There you go. I did too. Shit, I wish I could apply that. 58 bucks for the pre-order. With a steel book and some sort of free DLC, probably a skin or some Something one of the like fucking that. fifty fucking currencies they have in the game, because you know it, you know they go on that route. Oh hell yeah! Very excited here, Fred. Good thing you reminded me. You're welcome. You know we got to get on this. We're, we're gonna make sure we have some matches though. We've talked yeah, up big yeah. games in the past, and we we haven't got around to it, but. 
you know, they haven't they haven't showcased Dan yet, but I'm sure they're going to put him in here. They are. You're just gonna. You know, you're gonna have to like buy a DLC pack or something. Oh, I'll buy the DLC pack. Oh, I know you will. And I know not- they're gonna let me without buying the DLC pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, download Dan so that you can play against me. Oh, this is Best Buy texting me right now, confirming my well, yeah, my gotta, order. Gotta make sure that shit's legit. I'm yeah. excited. So, all right. Well, with that, that little side scale. Um, Thank God but, we got yeah. that accomplished. That was important yep. work. We just did God's work, some would say. Yep, yep. Oh, shit. And I didn't look at Digital Foundry just released a Street Fighter Six demo impressions. What performs better, Xbox or PlayStation? So I'll uh, let you know you, what you what happens fucked. with that. But uh, <laughs> I just got fucked. Can, I think it will be fine. We can course correct tomorrow. Even though I think, I think you're going to stick to PlayStation regardless of what they say. I, I think a game this important is going to work evenly against both consoles. I'm so. I'm feeling confident about that myself. Yeah. So. All right. Very good, man. And if I'm wrong, nothing happens. We, nothing really. We I, just fucking do. For me, I am sure any differences I wouldn't notice anyways. <laughs> so. I think that's I'll be actually all right. probably the accurate and smart way of looking at it. <laughs> All right. Very good. All righty, sir. All right. Well, you have a good Mm -hmm. night. And uh, shit, I'm doing this like, all right. But yeah, you have a good one. And uh, until next week, Uh in my long running um, ability to make weird, awkward, (laughs) shitty outros. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, bro. All right. (laughs) Until next week. This is us saying peace Mm -hmm. out. Keep going. Keep keep it going. All right. Later.